Here we go, about to count down some more homeopathic hits today, the second show of the calendar, New Year 2024, and I got a good one for you. My buddy Brad Zalos is back. It's been a while, you know, author of Liquid Leadership, and he's done some extraordinary things and does extraordinary things in his life, and I appreciate him. He's like a brother to me, and I think you'll enjoy him too. We'll talk about the uh, the various versions of red pills that have been happening over the last few years. What does that mean? He's got his own show as well. We'll tell you about how to tune in to Awaken Nation. Also, uh, who's back in the new year? Ty Bollinger, TMB, returning to the Robert T. Bell Show to go outside the box with 23 bizarro stories from 2023 and then more. We've got a lot to do on the show today. Uh, let's see. First up, oh, what is the homeopathic hit of the day? Um, what do they put in your peace pipe? Put it in there. We'll talk about it. That's your hint. So, Tune in, tell your friends, bring them on along. There's a chat room available at robertscadbell.com slash listen and on the various chat rooms uh, that we're not banned in. And uh, join us now. Say hi. Let us know where you're listening or watching uh, from. And uh, we'll get this party started right about now. Here's Robert Scott Bell. So I got this new opening Super Don's working on it. I'm like, when does the show start? I guess it starts now. Welcome, everybody. We got a couple hours of broadcast healing to bring to you. Just to give you a heads up, Ty Bollinger joins us today in hour two, going outside the box. And in hour one, my buddy Brad Zalos is back. Liquid Leadership, uh, Awaken Nation, so many good things to talk about with Brad. Super Don making it sound so good. And look, look all right, too. Not bad. And in addition, uh, well, a lot of healing stories and a homeopathic hit today uh, related to what you put in your peace pipe, if you have one. Maybe you should get one. We'll talk about that too. But first up, the uh, penchant for looking at every child and assessing their needs and saying, my gosh, this infant, this little baby born of creation, born of God, has a definite deficiency. And rather than assessing a nutrient deficiency immediately because you're an allopath, you go, this child lacks an injection. An injection of what? An injection with what? Well, in America, if you're born in a hospital, if they can get away with it and you don't know better, they will inject them with an aluminum-containing compound known as a hepatitis B shot. Despite the fact that in order for them to get, quote-unquote, hepatitis B, they would have to escape from the delivery room, right? No one's looking. Little baby crawls right out off the mom's chest if it's put there and then goes to get a tattoo with a dirty needle or something worse. How often does that happen? Like never. And now they want to add more into the mix for these uh, infants that are clearly deficient of other injections too. What's the latest one? Check out the Defenders article here and you'll see it's in the show notes at robertscadbell.com. Researchers from France have identified an improbably high rate of deaths in newborns who receive the new RSV shot. RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. Now, you're going to get me started in 2024 on viral causation hypotheses, and you might get embarrassed because the reference points to claim that the RSV, this one virus that they're claiming causes these respiratory symptoms, even exists, much less is the causative agent in the respiratory distress or other things, symptoms that are manifesting in infants. All right, let's, let's pause on that and say, let's give them their virus. If they want to say it's a virus, go ahead. I'll step out of the way for a moment. Why do you think injecting infants that have no immune system of their own with antigens 
and heavy metals and other adjuvants. Things you wouldn't put in their baby bottle to drink if they're not breastfeeding. Why would you ever think, and now I'm talking to immunologists and medical doctors, those who have not been fully red-pilled yet or even partially. Why would you think, you medical moron, that they would be able to manifest antibodies in response to the shot? They don't have their own immune system yet. It's completely dependent on their mom, maternal immunity, breast milk, colostrum, things like that. And now I'll pause again and go, all right, let's let's go into remedies. Let's go into rightful remedies. You don't have antiviral drugs to give these babies. And if you did, you'd probably accelerate the death rate even further than this improbably high rate of death among infants given this RSV shot in France. They're giving it elsewhere, too. They're recommending it just about everywhere. The allopathic religion has dominated the government of your country, mostly in the West, perhaps elsewhere. What can you do with symptoms of respiratory ailments, illnesses? Hmm, how about picking up the book that I wrote with Ty Bollinger called Unlock the Power to Heal? There's a small little chapter, itty bitty, teeny weeny chapter, more than adequate to the task of addressing respiratory symptoms and distress in infants, in the elderly, and everyone in between. And it involves taking the bioactive silver hydrosol putting it into a nebulizer to vaporize it, make it an, a, a vapor for safe inhalation to bring those ions of silver into the lungs where it neutralizes, if you believe in the viral causation hypothesis, yes, it can neutralize viral replication, denaturing the outer protein capsid structure of a virus, penetrating it to bind to the DNA or RNA it theoretically steals from your cells and spews out duplicate replicant copies. I'm walking the fence here. I got one one world in the viral thing for those that are still into that. And another for those that are going to yell at me, it's like, there's no such thing as a virus. I recognize that the twain shall never meet. And I've got to be able to communicate this to everybody that's listening, that watches. Throw out both, both sides of the equation and go, all right, who cares whether it is a virus or not? By the way, origin of the word virus means toxin. Let's Let's take that. On account because toxic poisons do manifest symptoms, especially if they're in places where the body can't bind and excrete them, transform them in some way enzymatically, like the synthetic toxins of man, not of God or creation, where we know what to do with them. You have an accumulation, and we have a transgenerational accumulation as well. That is from mother to, to child, or even before that. We've got a lot of exposure over many years or generations now that have led to a weakening, not a strengthening of the population. Therefore, we become more susceptible and vulnerable. And yet there is no such thing as an RSV injection deficiency syndrome or disease. So if you can nebulize a breathing treatment, a bioactive form of silver at a safe level into the lungs, you can neutralize whether it be bacterial, viral, fungal, or otherwise. You can also do that with the bioactive copper hydrosol. No problem. Case is closed. Problem is solved. There are other things we can do in that chapter. And, you know, we do these homeopathic hits of the day every day, some of which I've covered, I think, uh, maybe one or two lung-focused remedies. Today, in fact, the remedy has some lung focus, although we're going to talk more about uh, nausea and and uh, dizziness and, and, re and 
yeah, cardiovascular impact, but it has some impact on the on the the uh, pulmonary system as well. But if you look in Unlock the Power to Heal, page 101, and by the way, if you're a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and if you're not, I don't know what you're not doing, except being a supporter <laughs> like that, you will have, me- have immediate access to that chapter on lung health for free. We have the gut recovery protocol chapter for free for everybody. Just go, go to robertscottbell.com. You can download that from the book for free. The lung chapter is kind of elevated up for patron supporters. If you don't have the book, you'll have it immediately that way. And it will talk about Antimonium Tartaricum, Drosera Rotundifolia, uh, Spongia Tosta, and of course, my favorite, Bryonia Alba. Any of these remedies can be given homeopathically to an infant without concern, without negative effect or event. And all of these would have an impact in, in it that's positive as opposed to injections of RSV shots that are devastating, according to this study. I'm not going to go into it. It's a long article about this study, but independent French researchers discovered a significant increase in newborn deaths in France, coinciding with the rollout of this thing called Bayfortis, a new respiratory syncytial virus shot for infants. And with that, I'm going to bring on my buddy, my pal, Brad Zalas, liquid leadership, as well as Awaken Nation, because he knows about the show involved in putting these drugs and shots out for your consumption. It's a big circus. It's an act. It's a charade or a charade. And boy, it takes a lot of sleight of hand to make it happen. And Brad knows all about that. Brad Zollis, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show, my brother. Hey, Robert. I'm jazzed to be here, my friend. It's good to have you back on board. And uh, we'll, we'll talk, of course, catch up on your backstory, what you're doing now with Awaken Nation podcast as well. But I, I kind of teased your background a little bit of knowing the magic tricks or the the pharmacia, right? The sorcery behind big pharma yeah. and how they roll this stuff out and convince millions, maybe billions of people around the world to take toxic poison injections and allow them to do that to their babies. Yeah. Well, it's it's crazy once you pull back the curtain. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. My father was a chiropractor uh, back in the 60s and 70s. My best friend's father was across the street, and he was a general practitioner and a surgeon. And he was that old-fashioned doctor that he didn't give you a pill if you didn't need a pill. He would just say, hey, go drink some more water, try to poop, you know, start (laughs) to be crass. But that's that's pretty much what he did, that old-town, small-town doctor, you know. And so my whole life, I was raised in the medical profession, both on both sides. I could talk on both sides. And years later, naturally, as a creative director and a graphic designer, I accidentally wound up in a very niche part of the business of graphic design. And that is I did these giant corporate meetings. And naturally, back in the day, pharmaceutical companies, they were throwing $2 million dollars at each and every meeting they were putting together. And I got a chance to work with every drug company on the planet, even European drug companies. And so I'm sitting there with my background and like a lot of people are listening, you know, I'm in the business and I'm enjoying myself and I'm not connecting the dots in the beginning. You know, well, I was asleep, let's put it that way. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading some of the scripts that they had for the CEO or the head of the sales division And I was like, does this guy actually believe this? You know, it really had me scratching my head sometimes because I had naturopathic medicine in my background. And I'm sitting there and years later, this is the moment when I decided to leave the industry. 
a particular company, uh, I will not mention their name, but they had a drug that they combined together. And years later, they found out that drug not only injured 100,000 people, uh, almost 300 people died immediately from that drug. And I'm backstage watching the executive vice president of marketing stand on stage and say, yeah, but look how many people we saved. Yeah, and I just sat that. there. I got furious. I said, how in the heck can this guy say this? Because those 100,000 that were injured, they're going to die prematurely. And that's when I woke up. You saw something that uh, people that depend on not seeing that for a living could not or would not see prior to COVID. Yeah. Prior to the COVID craziness that happened when they rolled out the uh, uh, the phony scam j injection, if you will, or shot or jab or, in, you know, well, they call it a vaccine. And I've never seen so many medical doctors in my lifetime of doing this. You know, this is my 25th year in broadcast media, 30 years as a homeopath. Never have I seen so many doctors wake up and nurses, too, to the scams yeah. that they have been taught and told. And they never critically thought about it. They just did as they were told until it became so horrific. Those with integrity woke up and have begun to repent and do better. Not all of them, but more than ever. Have you seen that as well? This concept of the red pilling of those in medical community or those who worship the medical community? Oh, I definitely saw it because for two years from 2020 to 2022, roughly until that summer and fall, I had no friends that got sick. And you know me, Robert. I know a lot of people. We're talking thousands. Um, and I'm close. You know, I touch base with people all over the world. No one that I knew of actually got sick. Maybe a cold here or there, flu, whatever. And all of a sudden, I started to see friends dropping dead. Uh, one friend of mine, uh, her husband died within uh, 45 minutes of taking his second booster shot just collapsed, massive heart attack, 50, maybe 51, 52 years of age. My other friend, her husband was rushed to the hospital. This was a guy who was a marathon runner in great shape. He died on the hospital, uh, you know, in the surgical bay while they were trying to remove blood clots from his lungs. You know, there's long stringy blood clots. And all of a sudden I had four or five friends just start to die within hours to days of receiving that second booster. And every one of my friends who had to take any kind of shot just for work, um, all of them say, I will never do that again. And it's because they got violently sick. Um, so this is what's been happening. So I see more and more of my friends who used to argue with me and fight with me uh, they're now coming around. And, and by the way, I just want to throw this out because my father was a chiropractor. I've never had a vaccine. I've never been injected. So some people were like, what, how's that possible? My How father would sign alive? every document yeah. to say, no, you don't touch my kid. Mm -hmm. And because of it, I think I'm, I'm healthier. None of my friends are as healthy as me. And I just turned 60, uh, this past year, about last February. Um, and you and I have talked about this, you know, being in shape and being able to do certain things at a certain age and mm -hmm. looking now at the next generation and realizing what's going on. Well, movement is life. And I, I've been thinking a lot about this. We had some discussions on yesterday's first show of the new year 
about the resolutions you know many people are making to eat better to clean up your act eat organic exercise etc and you know i go into the the kickboxing gym and i'm able to do things i couldn't do in my 20s because i was chronically ill due to a lot of toxicological burdens that i wasn't aware of until i woke up you know meeting a homeopathic doctor and finding out I needed to nourish my liver. I need to detox my body. I need to eat cleaner food on and on it went. And then the exercise element, I always appreciated it because despite my chronicities as a young person, I loved athletics and I, and I took to the pool because my joints were so achy and inflamed and swollen. I couldn't do land-based activity as a kid. And so now I'm kicking butt in the gym going, dude, how is it possible? And I realized every day that I work, that I do, the gym and, and, you know, really kind of intense things I've described from a swimmer's perspective where gravity is low to when I took up land-based boxing like activities, how it literally, not figuratively, literally grew bone tissue. My bones got bigger, thicker from that kind of gravity type stuff we're designed for. And I, and I think my, my gosh, I'm facilitating the production of growth hormone, even at now 57, almost 58 catching up to you, my brother. And how do you stay young? It's you got to keep moving. Yeah. Well, you, you turned me on to something that I, I didn't know about and that's copper. Uh, I just started putting copper in my diet, uh, in my morning coffee and at first, you know, it made my my stomach a little queasy, but it was grabbing fluoride and other toxins in my system and flushing it out. And I got to tell you, it's done three things. I have no body aches or pains. Um, it tightened up my tendons and my muscles, um, reversed my gray hair, and all because I was pure white two years ago. And uh, the other thing that it does is it gets rid of wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, why aren't more people on this? <laughs> because it does, but, um, it's all this nutrition and working out. Um, and I'll, I'll do a quick aside. When I was training in jujitsu, um, three, four days a week, I noticed my cardio wasn't up to par. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm drinking, I have sugar in my diet. And all I did was eliminate sugar for one week. And then I could do five, three minute rounds, you know, in the ring without, you know, gasping, what we put in our bodies can either, um, bring you up vibrationally, repair and heal your body or take you back down, Mm -hmm. uh, into the matrix and, and actually make you sicker and sicker and sicker. Yeah. And there's other aspects when we talk about diet and and supplementation, you know, I told you, I was so excited when I started utilizing this cardio miracle a couple of years ago. And it's like, took my fitness levels and like, I thought I was doing great. Like suddenly, whoa, the nitric oxide sustained production, the counteracting the bad stuff with the antioxidants that are in that food base. Again, another layer or level. And I know people call it biohacking. I'm not so into those terms because they bypassed me, the young people saying biohacking. I'm like, what are we hacking? We're just learning from the natural world how to operate in optimal shape and health and fitness. And what does it take to do that? I don't know what that's called, but they call it biohacking. Well, if you follow the Fibonacci sequences and you look at human growth cycle, we are in 12 cycles of 12s, okay? So I I believe the human race can easily live for 144 years if we have the right nutrition. And they discovered this when they when they discovered the new world, you know, the Spanish conquistadors, the Dutch, you know, whoever was coming over here, they would run into the Native Americans, and what they were astounded with is 
Native Americans had a lot of times in their family structures, still alive, still working the fields, still going on hikes, grandparents and great grandparents. People were in there were a hundred years old and they were completely in disbelief of this. You know, the, the conquistadors, the Spaniards, all this, because they died by 40. <laughs> so nutrition, exercise, sunlight, all these things that Native Americans embraced, uh, you start to realize this is not biohacking. What it is, is we're getting back to our standard. You know, there's a standard of health and that has been taken away from us uh, through the years, through the century here. Mm -hmm. and replaced with um we manufacture food in america that, that's all i can call it we manufacture mm -hmm. food we don't grow it anymore the way we were supposed to <laughs> so. well yeah you're right and we just covered uh the, the end of last uh calendar year uh we had a new guest dr joan eiflin and she's been dealing with uh and, and really helping a lot of people through her program to realize they're addicted to processed food. You pointed about manufactured food oh, yeah. and it's designed that way because, you know, and one of the subjects we'll talk about today is tobacco because it is I'll just te teasing ahead. Now the homeopathic hit of the day is tobacco or tobacco uh, that the like RJR Nabisco, whatever it was, they bought Nabisco, right? They, they suddenly bought all these food manufacturers was they were getting hammered in their, in their tobacco realm as people started going, well, the smoking stuff might not be so good. And so they uh, made tobacco addictive because we now know nicotine isn't addictive. That was a lie. That was a deception, but they added hundreds and hundreds of components that did in, in fact addict you. And then yeah. they said, we, we could apply that great marketing and, and profitability to our, you know, cigarette model to food. Yeah. We process food. We add all these things and addict people. It's amazing how successful they've been. I, you know, this is, I hate to admit this, but back when I was in my twenties, I did one meeting for the American Tobacco Association. Okay. And you're probably cringing right now, but <laughs> um, it was back in the eighties when they started to buy up all these health companies. And I thought, oh, maybe they're making that transition over you know, maybe they're going to get rid of cigarettes. Oh my Lord. I was so wrong. I did one meeting in my life for them. And here's the funniest part. You watch these meetings. You know, I watched some B roll from, from the previous year's meetings and they get up on stage and the CEO gets up there with a cigarette in his mouth. Everybody in the audience is smoking. You can literally on camera, see a haze in the air from everybody smoking. And here's the funniest part. He goes, all right, I want to go over the <coughs> numbers <clears throat> for this year in uh, the tobacco industry. And they're all hacking and coughing and so prideful of how many sales they made. And this is, I'm watching this on camera and they don't see the irony of it all. You know, it's like watching a fast food commercial and nobody in the commercial looks healthy. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's a big part of it. Also, uh, when they, again, took what they did to tobacco to destroy a beautiful plant, a medicinal and nutritional plant, and utterly decimate it for the purposes of profit through addiction. And then, of course, disease creation. And we see the management of disease being the most profitable model because you have a monopoly over its treatment, for instance, cancer uh, treatment. And there's an article later talking about a, a massive increase of uh, cancer therapy demand after 2020 when they rolled out the mRNA injections. But, of course, they'll deny those that aren't red-pilled or those who profit off of not being 
uh, will deny that there's any relationship. Oh. It's all coincidence. Yeah. Uh, but cause and effect is something that I think when we deny causal links to things and the impact or effect, we maintain I think a spiritual immaturity, much less an immaturity on every other level that we don't want to say there's a link. It's all about randomity, your bad luck, your bad genes. All of this feeds into a victim state of consciousness and people are trapped in it because it means they don't have to do anything. And then the last minute they get rescued by a doctor who actually kills them for profit. Right. It's very interesting because uh, you know that I've done uh, plant medicine with Native Americans here in the Southwest. And um, my ex-wife, God bless her, you know, we're still really good friends, but they would send tobacco up from the Caribbean to use it, not in ceremony, uh, but they would use it for healing. They would create teas from it and everything. And they'd, they'd bag up these giant leaves. And I was always so curious uh, about how they were using tobacco properly uh, because a friend of mine is a shaman and he, he showed me and a bunch of other people, how tobacco is used in the healing ceremonies of Native Americans here in the Southwest. And I just find it just uh, astounding at how they've just hijacked the healing modalities that come from tobacco. Uh, it seems like it's so easy to do, you know? They absolutely destroyed a plant. And, you know, we were lied to also about the cannabis plant. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, granted, and, and I've talked to Super Don, my producer, about this as well. Back when, back in the day in the 70s and 80s when people were smoking weed, it was a fraction of the intensity than that they've bred super strains of it. So it is different. But in the, from the standpoint of the balance of the entirety of that plant, the cannabinoid system, we had no, nobody had even identified an endocannabinoid system, for instance. So the penchant for pharmaceutical man sorcerers is to convert nature into a synthetic form that ends up either addicting you, but it certainly pollutes you and damages you. And then they claim that that plant is what is evil, not what they've done to it by isolating one component of it and selling it to you as a profitable patented drug. Well, let, let me throw this out to you. Uh, I was working with Roche laboratories back in the nineties with my company K2 and the reason we got the, the, the job, you know, the contract was because I had a pharmaceutical background. And I thought this is kind of cool because they were creating something called Xenical, which was about weight loss. But they re required, if you're going to take this drug, it, they required every patient to study nutrition. And so I, I met the CEO and we're in New Jersey and I looked at him, I straight in the eye, I said, how do you come up with these ideas? Cause these are brilliant. He says, this is what we do. Every one of our scientists, engineers, whoever goes out on a vacation, we tell them, we give them a box with a baggie in it. And we say, find out what the natives are using for this or that. Or if you see a strange moss growing on a tree, I want you to scrape some off, put it in, in, in this you know, baggy and ship it to us. We take it with computers and we reverse engineer it and figure out what it can do in the GI tract or lungs or, you know, what it's going to do in your nervous system. And I kind of said, I said, well, why don't you just use the, the fungus or whatever? And he looked at me and he says, nothing in nature can be patented. It's illegal for us to patent something that's found in nature. And this is why they go out of their way to create synthetic vitamin C, mm -hmm. synthetic vitamin D, synthetic everything. Everything's synthetic. 
And that's when I realized why they were creating markets out of things that were found in nature. Um, you know, just look at, look at, look at the erectile dysfunction industry, instead of finding out what is actually causing it at the core, take this pill. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how they solve it. Pretty darn incredible. Well, what is amazing is that you have been able to see through this and help others to see through it too. If you're just tuning in, my buddy Brad Zollis is on with us and B-R-A-D-S-Z-O-L-L-O-S-E.com. He also has uh, the book Liquid Leadership talking about the generational differences and how people hit the workforce and how to manage it if you do, if you deal with it. Also, Awakened Nation podcast and so many extraordinary things. Yeah, there it is. Super Don's got it linked up in the show notes today at robertsgatbell.com. And, I, and, you know, you interview loads of people like I do, and we love to learn from people, their experiences. I appreciate so much yeah. the uniqueness of zillions of different experiences on the same planet that we exist on. And I learn a lot from, you know, perspectives. We may not always agree on everything when we talk about those who we interview, but I still appreciate the experience. I think I'm made better by learning from other people or about other yeah. people. I love hearing other people's perspectives. And my show uh, is not everybody's cup of tea. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, they're, they're, I go deep sometimes down the rabbit hole. But, you know, our tagline is a deep dive into the extraordinary. So I've had you on the show multiple times, Robert. Uh, and we just kicked off season seven with um, martial artist Jeff Speakman. But what has really astounded me is, and you and I have discussed this privately, uh, I was a little maybe depressed last year, not the whole year, you know, I was just, I was worried that people weren't waking up, not enough people were aware. And so through my show, thank the good Lord above, I was able to channel some of that frustration into listening to people like Dr. Joel Wallach or Dr. Randy Shannon, um, who talk about nutrition uh, and how to make a comeback, you know, how to, how to get out of that matrix thinking. Um, and it's been, it's been very rewarding, um, to have a show as, as I know you do as well. You, you love what you do because you get a chance to play around in your own, uh, uh sandbox and bring other people into play. And, um, some of the conversations just literally make me go, wow, I did not know that. And I thought I knew a lot. Yeah, each time you think you know everything, uh, life will kick you in the teeth. <laughs> go, uh, no, there's a little bit more to learn over here. And I, I think, think it's designed a, that way. I know. And I think at a point when you adopt that as a mantra, then you're like, man, every day is exciting. It's hard to be depressed, as you point out, yeah. even though there are things granted that we look around and go, man, that's a little bit depressing. I, I talked about that in my opening monologue of the new year. You know, we can focus on all of the horrible things that are happening, and it's true on the planet. It's been going on all the, the history of the planet, recorded and probably pre-recorded history. But uh, we've got to, you know, if, if we're at that point, we're like, mm, what really lights me up? You know, is it to focus on that which depresses me? I don't think so. And yeah, there you have a choice to make. And what happens is you outcreate all that negativity. It, it may still exist for those that want to indulge in it, engage in it. But you have a choice, too, to indulge in it, engage in it and prop it up. Or, you know what? 
I've fed enough of my stuff into that. <laughs> it hadn't fed me very well in an uplifting, yeah. you know, I'm going to go a different way. And you've done that, of course. And, you know, even your book, Liquid Leadership, which was profound in helping people understand the generational shifts, like the consciousness of the kids that were coming in that became the, uh, the millennials and now post-millennials. Yeah. My kids are post-millennials. They do see the world a bit differently, even as they have uh, uh, in, talents and skills of their own and perhaps very important things to bring to us uh, as young people, even as we are the old elders now trying to pass on our wisdom. Look, you young whippersnapper. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, not to interrupt, but uh, we have some notes here on the side. Lori Harvey said it best. It was said at a conference that a man's pee is the dipstick of his health. Uh, I thought that was, uh, and it is, it, it is. If you, are having trouble in the morning guess what the, the there's something brewing there um but anyways getting back to uh what we were talking about um you know it's uh, i i've been so jazzed this year um as we come to the end of it and then now we're starting a new year at the awakening that's taking place uh i ironically i call my show awakened nation but honestly i have friends now who were completely on the opposite end, they reach out to me and they go, you can't possibly believe in this. How could you? And now they're in that space where they listen to every article I send them, every video, every documentary, and they sit there and they still push back a little bit, but it wasn't like it was five years ago where they were just furious. And so I, I see a consciousness shift taking place here on planet Earth that I think is just wonderful. It gives me hope. Uh, it gives, uh, you know, we're trying to get the truth out here and sometimes, uh, it used to fall on, on deaf ears, but now it seems to be landing with a bigger audience now. Yeah. Awakenednationpodcast.com is the other site we have linked up. If you want to plug into what Brad is doing with his amazing guests as well and, uh, you know, learn and, and, uh, let's say sometimes it shakes your worldview. Sometimes it's shaking mine. I've certainly been there, yet I've come through on the other side. And if you have too, now you're ready to engage. Now you're ready to take on life in a different way. And you're, you don't feel so victimized by it, even though we can, I, I will acknowledge, yes, there are things that happen on this planet that can churn your stomach and go, how can people do this to other people? Yeah. Yet you're not doing that. I'm not yep. doing that. Why are we focusing on that? I also, I'm a marketing guy, and one of the things I started to realize is people are sold through marketing. And uh, you know, let's let's use a good example. When uh, GlaxoSmithKline, they were called GlaxoSmithKline back then, they had a wonder drug they wanted to introduce to the market, and they didn't know what to do, so they hired uh, Wolf. PR firm to run around and do PSAs everywhere and have doctors on panels to talk about this new disease called social anxiety disorder or SAD. And this went on for a month. There's a problem, you know, basically they were talking about shyness because there are people who have the SAD, you know, where they need light, sunlight in the, in the winter time, but they were pushing this narrative and all of a sudden the doctors switched a month later, and they said, we have a, a product that can help this. And that's how Paxil was introduced into the marketplace. 
And there's a great book that explains this by an advertising executive called We Know What You Want, and it has a hypnotic spiral on the cover. And that book woke me up big time because <laughs> mm. it was like he showed you how they place things on the shelves in supermarkets to attract your attention. He shows you the chemicals that are in the food. He everything that that little tiny book is was the biggest wake up call I ever had. And uh, I recommend ev everybody go out and get that. It may, it's still in print, I believe. So, Brad, what can you share from your experience? And you have a lot of it to navigate the terrain where everybody is trying to sell you something and, and not necessarily things that would be good for you. Right. That's primarily where I'm focused. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody has something to share that's probably going to be. You know, in this environment and arena, it's mostly yeah. really positive healing, uplifting, all those things. We're like, I don't mind that we have to kind of communicate these things because it's actually going to be a benefit to people versus right. what is being sold to us outside in that old, uh, I guess, marketing religion of we can sell you any synthetic chemical and make it sound like it's going to get you into heaven. Uh, yeah. What techniques can you provide or things that you've learned to help people see through it so that they are not sure. victimized by it like in the past? Absolutely. Well, as a marketing guy, I started to realize <laughs> that marketing is actually a form of black magic. And I know some of you listening are going to go, what? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll never forget this. I'm, I'm, this is years ago, maybe about 20 years ago. My nephew, Sebastian, is watching some cartoon. You know, he's a kid. And he comes running up to me. He goes, Uncle Brad, I want this, this, and this. And I realized he had watched all these commercials. And I went, uh, Sebastian. And then the next day, the next Saturday, I sat with him. And I went through in every cartoon he was watching. And then I watched the advertising that came with it. And I pointed out to them, to him, they're trying to sell you all the time. And I said, if you want to save your money, I said, you got to stop reacting. I said, how do you feel when you see that commercial? Are you excited? Do you want to go out and get that? Are you on the edge of your seat? I said, that's how you know you're being programmed. That's how you know you're not centered. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Gruen transfer and it was create. It's a term that was created by the guy who built the very first shopping malls. Okay. Victor Gruen was an architect and he came up with this idea that if you display things with flashing lights and you have people forced to walk through a corridor or you have things that are hanging above them, they lose that central ability to control their money. Mm. And he said, it's called the Gruen transfer. You can look this up, G-R-U-E-N. The Gruen transfer has caused more people to buy stuff they don't need <laughs> than anything ever. And it's usually flashing lights, beautiful stuff in the mirrors uh, or in the windows. And all of a sudden, we you've seen it at malls. People will almost knock you over to go into a store. They don't even see you. That's the Gruen transfer. That's what it's called. It's a psychological uh, term for losing your own central identity and being pulled in to buy something. And well, so I, I've experienced Brad going into even modern grocery stores that we have aisle after aisle of, of you know, imagery. Just I, I would go catatonic. It's overwhelming. And, well, you know, I, I don't tend to go, I got to buy everything anymore. That's not what I'm reacting to. But it's just like the overwhelming sense of, 
just shut your ability to discern anymore and just start again, right. you become robotic and reactive, reactionary yep. to everything. Well, they want you to be that way. Uh, studies have found that whenever they redesign packages, you know, you see the package displays, whenever they redesign a package for a product you love, they have a 30% increase in sales. So this is why they're constantly redesigning Tide. They're redesigning, you know. So you eat them. <laughs> yeah, gum, everything. They're constantly redesigning it. Mm -hmm. It's because it increases sales. Here's another little tidbit. In the tobacco industry, whenever uh, they put out an anti-smoking campaign, there's like a 20% increase in smoking because people get hyped up and they feel bad and they're like, oh my God, I got to give up cigarettes. You know, those, those commercials where the guy is smoking through a tracheotomy and, he, and he's talking with an electric device, those actually increase smoking sales uh, wherever they're shown because people, they, this is how they cope with stress. Um, I just had Jason Kristoff on my show and uh, he basically helps people deprogram themselves from the matrix. And he says there are certain chemicals that are placed in our line of fire that actually make us wide open to uh, basically being, being programmed. And those are coffee, cigarettes, and alcohol because I've gotten a hold of them. And as you've said, they turn something from nature into something that's not good for us. Mm -hmm. And so you watch, these are touch points for people who uh, delve in mind control. Yeah. And we are being mind controlled. So all I have to say for anybody who's listening, if you are on any network, don't care what it is, un unless you're walking through the forest, looking up at the trees, you're being sold to, whether you know it or not. I don't care where you go, what you do, you're being sold to. And if you watch the movie uh, Minority Report, Tom Cruise gets his eyes replaced in the movie. Well, now all this advertising on holograms is now changing to Japanese because he got a Japanese businessman's eyes. And so that's their dream is to have customized advertising and marketing go directly to you based on your eyeballs, your retina scan. Well, right now we're already there. How many of you have mentioned something with your husband or your, or your wife and the following day you're getting ads for that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Or sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Or within an hour. Now it's much faster. You're right. Like yeah. 10 minutes later, I'm getting ads for something I mentioned to Tao. You know, my yeah, girlfriend they, and I, all, I'll they're say already all interconnected yeah, already into some it. neural interface uh, to your so-called reality that has become more and more artificial. Uh, Brad, I want to ask you about remedies again, and you've already hit some of them. But how do you maintain that center in the midst of it? it? Unless we go off and live in the woods and not many are willing to do so, although it's argued it might, we might be all better doing that. Yeah. Uh, how do you navigate living in the world, but recognizing you're not of it and you're, you're not going to be victimized by it either? Well, you have to set a timer. <laughs> I hate to say it. Go get an egg timer. And when you have to sit in front of the computer, you basically... I like to do, uh, let's see, uh, 25 minutes of work, five minutes, get up, walk around, go outside, come back, another 25 minutes of work, five minutes, I take a break, and then another 25 minutes. So in an hour and a half, I have three breaks. 
And if you don't set your, your clock to do that, you're going to be trapped in the matrix. Mm -hmm. Does anybody remember the first time you started using a computer? It was a virtual time suck. I have never, I got my first Mac back in 91. And I remember I was on my, my Macintosh and I'm working and working. And I kept telling the person I was dating because she lived down the block. I said, I'll be, uh, I'll be over by 10. So she calls me. She goes, uh, when are you coming? I said, I said, I'll be there at 10. And she goes, well, it's 1130. I went, what? Oh. And I looked and I couldn't believe how time escaped me. Mm -hmm. And I've always been cognizant of that ever since then. The, these devices that we're using, I mean, I had to go to a chiropractor. Uh, I had been in Denver for a little while. I had to go to a chiropractor because I was getting tech neck. And tech neck comes from you looking down on your phone like this. And what starts to happen is your skull moves forward on the base of your neck. So you suddenly are hunched over. The neck is forward and the skull is forward. And the way they get rid of that is they strap you in and pull and your whole neck back and everything lines up again. And so I had to go to a chiropractor for about eight months and I'm a chiropractor's kid. So I'm very picky about who's going to touch me. And we found this guy and he, he took care of it. But folks, you're getting tech neck. A lot of you, you might be laying on the couch and you're looking down at the phone the whole time, look in the mirror. Uh, you know, are you getting that hunch and that, that skull moving forward? Like you see in people who are in their seventies or eighties and you're only in your forties. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, these are little things that are happening in our world. How many hours do you spend on your device? Do you rely on your device? Um, I don't know if you saw this on social media. Um, Zuby posted this. There was a new year's celebration, I think in France or Germany. And they show 100,000 people lined up in the street. And then the fireworks go off and everybody's going, three, two, one. And it's, you know, it's midnight. Boom. Nobody cheered. Nobody jumped up and down. Nobody. They all had their cell phones recording it hmm. so that no one is present anymore. And if you set the barometer in your own life and say, am I present right now? Am I paying attention to my kid? Or am I sitting here trying to text Barry? Uh, who doesn't matter. You know, it's what are you doing? Are mm -hmm. you awake? Are you aware? And unfortunately, we have to be on the computer every day. You know, I, I do graphic design for clients. Um, and I'm also, you know, on Awakened Nation. I, I do it from my laptop. But you must take breaks. You must get out in the sun. You must do it. And I'm saying you must. I, I hate to say that. I, usually I would say, hey, if you want, go take right. a walk in the woods. Now I say you got to break away. Set your timer. Walk away. Go do something. Yeah, this Tao one's not I, optional. Yeah, Tao and I take three walks a day around the neighborhood, down the block. We go somewhere. Because if, if this is part of your health. This is part of maintaining certain things. And also it, it gets rid of the electromagnetic radiation in your body. So um, these are incredibly important, but we, we all have to be aware of it. I'm more aware of it than most because, you know, being in marketing and, and creative direction, I can see what they're trying to hook me with. I see it. Mm -hmm. It's literally magic. And, you know, if you get on Netflix uh, and other streaming, you know, platforms, you, you have to be careful too, because they're trying to fill your head with a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't watch mainstream news. I hate to tell you this. I just watch science mm -hmm. fiction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
you know, uh, we're watching Korean dramas lately because we love them. They're they're very wholesome. They're they're not violent. They're you know, it takes a whole you know twenty six episodes to get the plot where they want it. You know, so it's it's fun to watch. Um, Immersed in story, but story that's not again degenerative. I, I have one more question before I got to hit the homeopathic hit of the day uh, to, related to tobacco. There's so much more we could talk about. We'll have to do a part two again coming up Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Uh, but the generational discussion, when you wrote Liquid Leadership, it was a real insight and it, it won rave reviews everywhere around the world because of your insight into, you know, the generational uh, perspectives on the workplace and right. what they expected versus what we had grown up with, whether you're uh, um, or Gen X or older in, in the in the boomers. Now we have the post-millennials. These are my kids. Yeah. And, and I'm not picking on my kids. I'm just saying that generation kind of knows the game is rigged. They, they have that sense about them, but right. they may not have the historical perspective to know that giving more power to the government, like going socialistic or communistic is a disaster and it's already been tried. And it's not that we can do it better scenario. What is it that we can do to communicate to that generation that does recognize a lot of the things that have gone wrong, but may not know how to make it go right. Well, they have to be re-educated because they went through a system that says boomers screwed up everything. Okay. We ruined everything. Um, we, we messed up the environment, all this. Um, you have to pull them back and say, okay, are things getting worse? And they'll say, yeah, they are getting worse. I said, and how big is the government at this point? That There's your cause and effect. Um, it's astounding to me that nobody reads Richard Mayberry. Uh, Richard Mayberry is probably one of the greatest sources for you to understand the Hegelian dialectic, which is Greek for cause a problem that didn't exist before, cause a problem, let everybody get upset about it, then provide, provide the solution. And I will go one step further. Don't provide the solution, provide choices so that the population thinks they voted for it. Hmm. That's even more evil because then they can say, well, this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for even though they created all the problems. And Mayberry says it best. He says, poverty is caused by government, period. And when people hear that, they get upset. Not everybody, but a lot of people get upset because they don't know the mechanics of how we got here. So the best thing I can say is read Richard Mayberry books, starting with uh, Ancient Rome, How It Affects You Today. And the other one is The Thousand Year War in the Mideast and how that affects you today. And also the other one, uh, whatever happened to Penny Candy? Because we could do an entire show on what has transpired. The Hegelian dialectic is used constantly. Create a problem, especially a problem that never existed before. And then turn around and go, well, we've got the solution. Just like when I explained what GlaxoSmithKline did with mm -hmm. introducing Paxil, an SSRI medication, into the fold and so you you sit there and you you it, you know i hate to say it robert we all have to be so diligent now you don't even have time to relax anymore hmm. because everything is coming at us and this is done on purpose because they can really manipulate us if they create as much chaos as possible yeah and coming back around to what i opened the show with uh with this rsv shot uh, you have respiratory issues in young and young, you know, babies, basically infants. And 
their Hegelian dialectic solution is, well, we don't acknowledge the problem we caused in terms of modern medicine and the movement away from real food to processed food and generational decline, more reliance on injections, vaccines, et cetera, resulting in kids that are much more vulnerable to the new environment they're in. They used to be protected from because we understood maternal antibodies and, and protection through breast milk and breastfeeding from healthy moms. And then they come in with the solution. Look, the shot. We got it. Something that never was a problem before now becomes a problem. They've got the solution. That's not the solution, but it's the only one they'll allow because they have the monopoly. They've marketed yep. and sold their way to dominance in violation of our First Amendment in the United States, which, you know, is the establishment clause. And we have a, a state religion and it's yep. modern medicine. I just want to say this. I know, I know it's coming up on the top of the hour, but when you go on places like LinkedIn, or even Facebook, and you start to see people going, hey, I'm going to crush it this year. My business is going to do this. Just sign up for my high yield you know, uh, investment program or whatever. Or you go on LinkedIn and everybody's language is perfect and corporate and aligned. You are living in a controlled matrix because you don't want to step on anybody's toes. You don't want to say things that are going to get you fired at work. You want to be a good boy or a good girl. That's what, where this is coming from. And in the back of our heads is a tape running. Most people have this tape running, and that is they would never do that to us. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get rid of that voice that says, they will never do that to us, they would never do that to us, you're not going to see the truth. It's never going to be revealed uh, to us. Uh, because as they say, you probably know this phrase, Certain lessons cannot be taught. They have to be caught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's life. Br uh, brilliant and wisdom. You are the wise elder, but I'm right with you. And the elder. <laughs> I'm only three years older than you. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. And, you know, to your point, this is a message I've tried to deliver as well over the years. Just because you wouldn't do it doesn't mean they wouldn't. Right. When you say, oh, they would never do that it's because you wouldn't. I wouldn't. So they count on that. And that is a, an assumption that could be deadly to you. So be careful, recognize as, as Brad just reminded us, they could and they would and they do. And, you know, how do you navigate around and through it? Well, plug into what Brad's doing and you'll learn a lot as well. And I uh, love hanging out with you, my brother. It's so much Thank fun. Thank you, man. Hey, it was, it's great seeing your kids growing up too. Oh my goodness, they're getting so big. <laughs> yes, and like you, they've never been jabbed, injected, vaccinated. So trying to follow on to the good path forward for these yeah. kids, this next generation. Thank you, my brother. If you want to stick around and listen, I've got the homeopathic hit of the day starting right about now. Thank you. Thank you. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, this is really a cool one to have at the beginning of calendar year 2024, the Tobaccum homeopathic tobacco and you can see that beautiful little tobacco plant super don has uh, somehow illustrated and uh, i want to say thanks to all of our sponsors to make this message of uh, health freedom and healing liberty possible much less our daily homeopathic hits when we go live and that includes nutritional frontiers trinity school of natural health and folium products foliumpx.com tobacco tobacco this humble little plant that's been vilified demonized altered and made what it wasn't what it isn't and it is the remedy often indicated for nausea, motion sickness, and yes, even vascular issues. And yeah, even, even pulmonary. So welcome back to Homeopathic Hits. We can't go super deep in five minutes, but we give you a, an introductory uh, so that you'll probably be inter interested to go even further. 
So this tobacco remedy called tobacco in Latin, it's a remedy often used for nausea, motion sickness, certain vascular issues. So let's uh, dive in. Tobacco is derived from the tobacco plant. Nicotiana tobacco. There it is. Isn't that like a happy tobacco plant before R.J. Reynolds got a hold of it? It's a beautiful, medicinal, nutritional plant. And in homeopathy, we use it in its highly dilute form, focusing on its potential to treat symptoms of nausea, vertigo, circulatory problems, and more. It's known for treating severe nausea and vomiting, particularly when associated with motion sickness. And if any of you uh, have ever tried, like when you were a kid, to smoke a cigarette the first time or chew tobacco the first time, you will immediately recognize these symptoms because you will feel them, including the dizziness. But if you move past it, you get into tolerance. But homeopathically, it's indicated for those type of symptoms, whether it's caused by tobacco or not. And so uh, vascular headaches, migraines also addressed, mental state of anxiety or fear, uh, nausea and motion sickness primarily used again, particularly effective for intense nausea, especially with cold sweats and improved by fresh air, interestingly enough, huh? Vertigo caused a uh, sensation of spinning, worsening with motions, vascular issues like headaches, migraines, accompanied by nausea, even tachycardia and bradycardia also are indicated for the use of the homeopathic tobacco. Now, in potencies, I tend to defer first and foremost to the lower attenuations or potencies, 10X, 12X, 12C, but whatever you got, utilize it because the right remedy is more important. Repeat as needed based on your symptom picture. If you want to go into the intensely high potencies, please consult someone who knows how to work with you in that regard, dealing with deep chronicities, et cetera. Other remedies to consider. Interestingly enough, petroleum comes up sometimes for motion sickness, especially when there's a sensation of emptiness in the stomach. That's a little bit obscure, but throw it out there for your investigation. Gelsemium, the yellow jasmine, which is one of my favorite remedies for fear, anxiousness, and things like that, is also helpful for vertigo and dizziness. And nicotinum, that is the nicotine from the tobacco plant, which includes respiratory distress as well as the other things that are mentioned here. And of course, if you have intense you know that Ipecac, the homeopathic form, is not going to cause you to throw up like Ipecac the syrup would, but can address some of these complementary uh, uh, issues that also tobacco can address. So remember, tobacco as a homeopathic is completely safe, and uh, you can utilize it for self-care, of course. If it's serious, consult a homeopath if you have access to one. And if symptoms persist or worsen, you know, seek help. I'm not trying to say you have to do it all on your own. So as we wrap up tobacco as the homeopathic hit of the day, it's a valuable remedy as tobacco is as a, a medicinal plant. It's effective for nausea, motion sickness, certain vascular issues, and more. So if you would, keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show as we keep kicking the homeopathic hits right where they belong in front of you so that you can become fully informed to make better decisions about the care of your health, the health of your loved ones, and your kids. Not to replace a doctor if you have one or want one, but remember, if you want one, in the interview process, ask your doctor if they're going to be that. How often do you have a bowel movement? And if they go less frequently than you, find another doctor because you know what they're full of. And that's not going to help you. Anyway, thanks to Brad Zalas for being on board. First hour of the show. If you want to rewind and replay, we've got many outlets that we're not banned on, uh, including uh, Rumble. And now we're available on Q Streaming. Uh, Q Streaming is a, a wonderful uh, television type network online. And we have our own channel, The Robert Scott Bell Show on a whole channel, $24.95. And you could sign up. It's only $59.99 a month and you get every channel you've ever thought existed and more, pay-per-view all included. 
you can't get that deal anywhere. And also, if you have a church or a church group and you want to raise money for them, this is a wonderful way because probably everybody in your church is paying for some kind of online streaming access. Why not make it so that you could support your cause, church or otherwise? Check out the Q streaming link we have, and you can do that as well. With that, we're going to take a pause and a break. When we come back, I'm going to say thank you to a couple of sponsors and uh, upcoming events. And welcome back, our old pal, Ty Bollinger, to go outside the box. There's some bizarre stories in 2023. That's right. The year just passed. We'll learn about them, and we'll look on to what's coming that you're excited about, and I am too. So stand by for that and a whole lot more, because the power to heal is yours. This hour on the Robert Bell Show, the return of Ty Bollinger uh, in just a moment here. 2024, great way to start it with my buddy TMB. And we'll catch up on some things that we didn't cover last year, the most bizarre stories of 2023. And look forward to some, I guess, bizarre stories this year and upcoming events. And I want to thank Brad Zalos for being on board first hour. We had a lot of dis- great discussion. And there was an, even a, a follow-up to the homeopathic tobacco uh, uh, remedy, the, the hit of the day. It's uh, This is from Valerie. How about quitting smoking toxic tobacco? Smoke away was taken off the market. Now, remember, we've learned now that nicotine isn't addictive and that tobacco isn't what we thought it was, just like we were told lies about cannabis. It isn't the tobacco. There's hardly any tobacco in a a manufactured cigarette anymore. It's a a conglomeration of or agglomeration of hundreds, if not thousands of chemicals, some of which are designed by definition to addict you because big, big tobacco bought the companies that now sell you addictive foods too that are not food. So homeopathic tobacco may help, but taking the cigarette, the commercially grown cigarette, we did this back in the day, converting that into a homeopathic form would be much more efficacious in helping you come off of the toxic components of tobacco cigarettes that are hardly tobacco, just just as an addition. Uh, And also, interestingly enough, they're trying to eliminate nicotine. As you heard, some of these countries are going to ban it. And even Biden says he wants to reduce nicotine. Why? Nicotine is not addictive. But we know that there are nicotinic receptors all over the body, thanks to the work of Brian Artis and others. And they want to eliminate your ability to protect yourself from a lot of harmful toxins, including venoms, peptides, and things like that, that go into those nicotinic receptors in the absence of nicotine. So that's interesting. And You don't have to smoke it, but eggplants and other foods contain nicotine. Now, real quick, I want to say thank you to Nutritional Frontiers. They got a bunch of great detox formulas available in the new year. 15% off. If you go to nutritionalfrontiers.com, use the code RSB15. You get an additional 15% off. Double dip because you're part of the Robert Scabell Show family. How awesome is that? Also, shout out to my buddy, Bob Reorin, who brought the Folium products to America via Georgia when it was controlled by the Soviet Union. Of course, Chernobyl lent itself to the development of this botanical um, combination that counteracts ionizing and non-ionizing radiation, heavy metals, et cetera. And it's what got my mom back on the dance floor a year ago yesterday or the day before and got her dancing on her birthday. And she's about to turn 90 on January 29th. And I, God bless you, Bob Reorn, for bringing Folium products to our attention. Foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 and you can get that breakthrough. Wherever you are, you need a breakthrough. Look to Folium products to help you therein. And also education-wise, Lots of new programs start at the Trinity School of Natural Health, and we do the Trinity Health Freedom Expo every year. And that expo is virtual too in February 17th and 18th, the virtual expo. And Super Don has updated the visual on that. 
Before we get there, we've got the uh, Autism Health Conference with Tracy Slepsevic, and that's going to be amazing in San Antonio, Texas, the 2nd and 3rd of February. And then we've got the, the Health Freedom Expo virtual, and you guys can go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. Now we've got a couple of other events in March in the Atlanta area, including one from Tia Severino, the Next Steps Conference. So looking forward to seeing there and any other place you could be and looking forward to seeing my buddy, my pal. He's back. What does he look like today? Ty Bollinger. Happy New Year, my brother. What's up, RSB? How you doing, buddy? There you are. And you got two eyes. Yeah, you know, I've had the two, but the one wasn't functioning too well. It's um, I don't, I don't know. Have I, I don't think I've been on the show since I got the operation on my right. No, retina, not the right? latest. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a Thanksgiving surprise. So, um, I actually went into the gym a couple of days before Thanksgiving and all of a sudden my right eye, the vision kind of resembles what it used to look like when we had regular televisions and you'd like turn it to the UHF station and right. it was just barely reception. It was kind of fuzzy. Yeah. So that's, that was my right eye. So I, uh, I actually called the the uh, surgeon the surgeon's office from the gym, and uh, they said, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm in the gym." They said, "Get out of the gym! Don't do anything until you get in to see us. We're gonna. It sounds like it may be a detached retina, and we're gonna have to operate." So they did, and they did. It wasn't, and they did. So wow! Um, I had the operation the day before Thanksgiving, and yeah, thank God it looks like it's healing. The vision's returning somewhat, but it's still very very blurry. But at least I can see I had about half the vision was basically black. I was the retina was detached and it was I was going blind in that eye. So, wow. Thank, thank God for surgeons, man. Like, you know, when it comes to cancer, they don't know how to treat cancer. But I tell you, doctors do know how to fix eyes. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. All the years we've been talking about this, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We acknowledge where they're good. What they do is a correct thing and praise them where appropriate, not to yeah. fulfill their ego gratification, but to say genuinely, hey, thanks, man. That's pretty awesome what you did there. And yeah, they can do amazing things. And I'm grateful that they were able to intervene for you and to save your vision. And I, I saw you sent me pictures of it. Dude, that was like science fiction kind of eye. We were just talking about the minority report. Remember when uh, Tom Cruise's character got an eyeball replaced yeah. like that? Yeah, let's let's just say that um, my my eye doctor here a little bit different than the eye doctor in Minority Report. If you remember that guy, he was like sick and he had like snot all over oh, him, and he yeah. was just disgustingly gross. Yeah, <laughs> my doctor here is just a fantastic dude. I really really love him. He's a great guy, very personal guy, and did a fantastic job. So thankful to be back on track, and hopefully um, hopefully will regain my vision in my right eye enough to where I'll be able to judge the ball a little bit in this softball season. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love to play that. Now it looks like you're back in the weight room, at least by the uh, guns you're carrying right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't really lose much, uh, over, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to work out for a month, um, because of the eye, because, and, and by the way, if you, if people are wondering, Oh, did you get a detached retina because you were straining too hard in the gym? The doctor said it has nothing to do with that. Otherwise, every bodybuilder would have detached retinas. So um, it's basically it's a genetic thing where the, when the vitreous detaches from the retina, in some people it causes the retina to actually detach from the back of the eye. And I'm one of those people that it caused. This happened in my left eye two years ago. Mm -hmm. This eye just two months ago. But wow. it didn't have anything to do with straining too hard in the gym. But once you do have the operation, the doctor said stay out of the gym for a month. So wasn't able to to train in the gym, but I did do some stuff here just to kind of move around and you know not just i, I just can't sit all no, day long um i'm not that kind of guy so I, I have to be moving and doing something so 
Um, but yeah, didn't didn't uh, I, the main thing I tried to do is just to continue a clean clean eating mm-hmm. while I was not as active as before, and uh, yeah, and it, I, I feel good. I feel strong. I didn't lose anything. Nice. Well, glad to have you back on board, my brother, and uh, looking forward to a really amazing 2024. And I, you know, I talk about all the things that are happening around the world, and we could focus on all the bad stuff. But w- what's the point? Our dearly departed friend, Dr. Batar, loved saying, "Where attention goes, energy flows." It's like, why not focus on the things that uplift us, that cause us to, you know, seek more joy, more happiness, and and help others to find that as well. And I think as much as we'll acknowledge the bad things that have happened, like you've been motivated by the loss of your loved ones to the cancer industrial complex, but it's opened up an empowerment journey, right? You're giving people an opportunity to make better choices. And what's going on in 2024 in that regard? Can I ask you about some pre-sneak previews for the new year from you guys before we look back? You know, I'm not real sure for, for 2024. We got uh, We've still got to sit down and figure that out. Um, been pretty much out of pocket for, you know, after the operation and stuff, and then just took off the time for holidays. So I'm not real sure. I, I think we'll, we, we will very likely have TTAC live again uh, here in Nashville, a, a live event. So that's, that's definitely on the horizon. Um, other than that, not real sure. Okay. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep up, keep connected. The moment you have an announcement or breaking news, you let me know. We'll let the world know right away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, interesting too. You mentioned Dr. Buttar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't. You, you remember Grizzly, our our German Shepherd. So he yes. he died earlier in 2023, but um, we are getting another German Shepherd and um, from Debbie Buttar. So the you know Rashid and Debbie they they raise German Shepherds. That's right. And uh, and so we got one coming uh, Friday. Oh, nice. Well, there, that lineage continues. That's yeah. wonderful to hear. Uh, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, so. All right. We had some bizarre stories. I know every year you, you write a, a compilation piece on the most bizarre, bizarro stories from 2023. I don't know if we want to go through all 23 of them, but if you want to spotlight the ones that jumped out for you that were like, dude, <laughs> some weird stuff. There are always some. You know, we can we can mention it won't take that long to mention all 23 and just dwell on a few of them. But OK, I, I saw this number 23, the hit and run driver that, that went 40 miles with a victim's body into the windshield. That happened in Dallas, and uh, a lot of times I'll just uh, I stream news from from Dallas uh, just to see what's going on in the Metroplex because I'm a Texan and I want to see what's happening back in Dallas. And mm-hmm. I saw that on Dallas News the day that it happened. Apparently, the guy was so drunk and on drugs that he hit a he hit a homeless person, a pedestrian, and the guy went halfway through his windshield, and and apparently I didn't include this in the article, but I think it severed one of his arms or legs. Oh my gosh! And he drove 40 miles to, over towards Fort Worth before he ended up passing out at a jack in a box or something like that. And apparently was so wasted that didn't, he didn't realize that there was a body next to him. I mean, wow. How drunk do you have to be before, where you don't realize that? I, I don't, I didn't get that, but that was, a, that was a weird one. Kids don't drive drunk. <laughs> don't drink if you can. Uh, yeah, that's one of the most bizarre stories as well. How inebriated or out of touch with reality do you have to be to do that? Yeah. This was one. We've heard about emotional support animals. Emotional support snakes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lady lady tried in, in Florida tried to bring a four-foot boa on the plane for uh, emotional support. But, you know, thank, thankful that the, uh, the the Orlando airport, I think it was in, oh, no, I'm sorry, it was Tampa. They they wouldn't allow it on the plane. But, I mean, that's getting a little bit crazy, isn't it, trying to bring a snake on a plane for emotional support? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, there's some strange stuff that people use for emotional support. Hey, look, if you love your snake, that's fine. But dude, there are a lot of people that freak out at the, at the sight of them. It would yeah. be a calm trip for most. Yeah, that, that was a crazy one. Um, the reanimating the dead spiders, number 21, that was pretty wild. They call it necrobiotics and they take dead bodies, dead, dead spiders' bodies and um, they turn them into basically into robots through these reanimation tools that they're using. Um, that's kind of weird. You know, it's it's not as weird as you know, some of the stuff that it's even weirder. I didn't even include because I couldn't. I didn't didn't have enough time to get full articles or you know get all the articles for certain subjects that are even crazier. Like the uh, you know one of them I did include was the drones, but you know these these. Uh, robots that now look almost human and can interact with you and they have expressions on their faces and they can actually you can ask them questions and they can respond it's getting pretty sci-fi pretty weird it's like the cyberdyne from Mm -hmm. terminator terminator yeah that's a real company now i i don't think if they could do it would they? Yeah, they would. The, these people are. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they're uh, planning to. Yeah, and there's one of the companies involved with this, uh, with the the robots is Cyberdyne. It's a new company called Cyberdyne. They named it after the company in the Terminator. But that's mm-hmm. the plans is to have these robots basically replace a lot of the workforce and take over. That's one of the. I, I, let's see, what number was that? The uh, number twenty one. Uh, no, number 14, oh. open AI and figure develop terrifyingly creepy humanoid robots for the workforce. So this is, you know, open AI, you're, you're familiar with chat GPT. I'm sure you all have used chat GPT and expert on it. I'm still a little nervous, but uh, he makes fun of me and I make fun of him and we get, we get along somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the reality. It's the, the, the guys that were involved, the guys and gals, the companies that were involved with this AI, they met with Congress over a decade ago and said, if we don't pass legislation to put this genie in the bottle, back in the bottle before it's too late, eventually we will be in a Terminator scenario where the robots take over and become self-aware. Mm-hmm. They really, the people that, that are at the top levels believe that can happen. Now, I don't know that I believe they can actually become, quote, self-aware, but I believe that they can begin to do things that we didn't intend them to do. Look, if, if humans are willing to do horrible things to other humans, what about the robots they program? I mean, think about that. Yeah. Isn't it a logical extension, unfortunately? Um, yeah. I was looking at, you got the spiders and snakes out of the way, and then the hamster wheel thing. It's interesting. Yeah. Many of you feel like you've been on a hamster wheel your whole life. We're trying to <laughs> get off of it. But this guy went all in on a hamster wheel to cross the ocean, and then the Coast Guard had to rescue him. Yeah, isn't that wild? Trying to go across the ocean in a hamster wheel, man. I tell you that that just highlights one of my worst phobias is deep going deep in the ocean and you don't know what's under you. <laughs> I was, Bryce and I were watching football a couple of days ago, one of the one of the semifinal collegiate championship games, and they had a commercial for one of the carnival cruises or whatever. I'm like, that's the last thing in the world I ever want to do mm-hmm. is go on a boat in the middle of the ocean when there's miles of you don't know what underneath you. So right. that, that's one of my, yeah, I think I'll pass deals. But this dude apparently, uh, you know, he's a little bit more brave than I am trying to do that, ride, ride a hamster wheel across the ocean. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, that takes fitness to a whole new level. Crazy yeah. level, I think. But uh, okay. 
Uh, let's see. New York City appoints a rat czar. I mean, that seems like everything old is new again back in the 70s when New York was falling apart. And now it's back again. Uh, are, are we talking about a czar to control rats that are reproducing out of control? Yeah, literally. Uh, Mayor Adams re- recently appointed this lady, Kathleen Karate, as the rat czar because due to, I, in my opinion, that's not what the article says, but uh, due to all of the illegal immigrants that are living there and just a squalor that, that is all over the streets now, I mean, that's what attracts rats. Mm-hmm. So they've got this huge rat problem. They've had rat problems before, but I think that they, they I'm trying to think of the, uh, they, they started measure, not measuring, but they started counting the, uh, estimating the number of rats on the streets now compared to, you know, years past. And it's like 10 to 20 times the number of rats that they've had over the past decade. So something's happened in the last couple of years that have caused this rat explosion there. Mm-hmm. I, and I guess maybe maybe it's not a rat explosion because the rats have always been there. There's something on the surface now <laughs> from all these rats that are coming up from the gutters and stuff that's bringing the rats. And it's, it's the squalor that's in the streets because they're not cleaning the streets. Same thing's happening in San Francisco and L.A. Yeah, there's rat problems. It's because of I think because of all the people that are just living in squalor and it's attracting them. Well, we know the law of the terrain. We've talked about it for a long time here. And you cannot live in that filth and expect to maintain health. And then they'll blame a new virus and they'll bring in a new vaccine when all they needed to do is clean up the streets. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Uh, These are all linked up in the show notes at robertscabell.com and they come from the truth about cancer.com. I hope you all were getting email alerts from them as well. Newsletters, Uh, the 23 weird bizarro stories of the last year. We'll just kind of have a little bit of a laugh or maybe a little bit of a, Ooh, that was kind of gross. Uh, number 18 on the list is related to global warming. I, I, I wish we could put this to bed. The idea that yeah. humans are causing uh, climate shift and change. We're old enough, Ty, and talk about this when we were kids in the 70s mm-hmm. and then the 80s. There, there was a time where it was the next ice age before it became we're yeah. going to boil. And then the, the temperature differential is not substantiated to say global warming. So now they call it climate change. But they're still coming back and talking about breathing and, and passing gas. Yeah, and we, you know, we've talked about that for, for years. The absurdity that, that that happened over a decade ago in New Zealand when they passed what they call the fart tax on <laughs> the methane from the cows, right? Yes. So this is just more of the same. And you're right. In the '70s, the big the big concern was global cooling and ice age, and now it's global warming. Look, the temperature changes all the time. So now they call it climate change, and they want to blame man for it so they can tax us for our carbon footprint. That's the bottom line. It's all about control. Um, well, yeah, I thought that was just interesting. More of the same. Don, Super Don, you can tell the the image there, pretty cool image, right? That was created with artificial intelligence. That was created with uh, through chat GPT. You have access to You can Google. totally tell, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can tell. It's created with Dall E. Doll E is Which is incorporated area. into chat GPT. Into chat GPT, yeah. Which, speaking of global warming, is what I use to create this cool picture of Al Gore. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, FBI, ex-FBI intel chief who investigated Trump-Russia collusion gets four years in prison. What? How does that happen? He got four years in prison for colluding with Russia, right? (laughs) So he was investigating Trump for colluding with Russia, but he was actually colluding with Russia the whole time. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I love I love Trump's quote about it. He says, this FBI guy after me for Russia, 
the Russia hoax long before my election as president was just arrested for taking money from Russia. Russia, Russia, may he rot in hell. <laughs> yeah. Such a such a Trumpism, right? Amazing, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, they 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 screamed at the very thing that they were doing to distract or deflect from what they were doing. Uh, we mentioned the poop map sort of thing, and things got got crappier in San Francisco, unfortunately. Yeah. What about this one? This one's actually a, quite a wild story. And if you know, I'd say if 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 you're looking for a miracle, here's yeah. one: a, a baby that was sucked up into a tornado was found alive in a tree. Yeah, you know, there's some big tornadoes that swept through a couple times this year, and there was there's a trailer home park out in Clarksville, which is less than an hour from our house here. Uh, it's just north of Nashville. And the baby was swept, was was lifted out of the house in his bassinet and it lodged in a tree. It's, I mean, he was taken up into the air and then it came down, lodged in a tree and he survived. So yeah, a little bit of good news, right? What are the so, odds? Yeah, yeah, what are the odds? Looks, I think God's got big plans for that baby when he grows up because uh, he saved him. That was pretty impressive. And and remember the monkey saw on the last train to Clarksville. They were talking about Clarksville, Tennessee. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and and and, and you know, a lot of a lot of uh, country uh, songwriters around the area, they're yeah. they're very familiar with all the little towns and stuff around here because I I've learned since we moved here there's a lot of songs that mention towns that are close. Yeah. Well, Music City, USA, that kind of thing. It's in Tennessee yeah. there and your daughter is part of it now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brianna. So, hey, let's go big screen on our pictures, including your Super Don. Take a pause as we go through the uh, 23 Bizarro stories from 2023, because I want to see Super Don in his shirt. You see this, TMB? Look at that. He's wearing Eddie Van Halen's guitar on his body. Nice. I I, I, I didn't know what that was at first. I thought it was a Cincinnati Bengals jersey. Oh, good Lord. Never. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> My 49ers are uh, kicking butt this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're good. Yeah. So tell me about this shirt. How'd you get this? Uh, this was a, a gift from my wife. She found this online. This is the uh, the pattern, or, or, or similar. It, 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 it emulates the pattern from Eddie Van Halen's. Uh, originally, it was the Frankenstein uh, guitar that he used back in the seventies. And then the one that people probably recognize it most from was the guitar that he used in hot for teacher, mm -hmm. the video. Which, yeah. It's uh, an iconic image uh, that, you know, guitar players around the world strive to be that good. Uh, that, that particular guitar is kind of become an iconic image. That particular guitar was auctioned off and it, it, it got like $3.9 million in auction. Dude. Just, just a little factoid Dang. there. Yeah. So I, I was I was thinking, oh, that'd be kind of a cool gift, but not anymore. <laughs> the guitar? No. Yeah. No, the shirt or what? No, no Super Doc. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back. Number 14, we we're just talking about the chat GPT. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. You know, Super Don has been using it like those images and things like that. I'm a little nervous about it at the same time. Is there a way to use it without having it become, you know, deadly and dangerous? Um. Well, I, I think there's a lot of ways to use it without becoming deadly and dangerous. The The problem is, though, that these systems, the technology and the capacity, you know, the, the, it doubles every whatever, however many months. So, you know, just this, I was listening to Mike Adams on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he said that he he believes that eventually the AI systems will they already, you can already command them to write code. They can, they can write Python, they can write all kinds of code. And he believes that they will start programming the code and writing their own code. 
And uh, and, and Mike, if I misquoted you, forgive me. But anyway, he he believes that the capacity and there's good in everything, right? You can use it for good. The problem is that we've opened Pandora's box and where do we, can you put it, can, can you close the lid? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do we do with these things when they're already smarter than, than most humans? I mean, as far as functional brain, I, I guess if we knew how to use our brain and we actually worked at memorize, memorization and learning and so forth, maybe they're not, but most people are jelly bellies and they don't learn, they don't read, they don't know much. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, these, they're already smarter than most people. How smart do they get? And do they learn to write the own, their own, change their own code? Mike thinks, though, one of the things that he mentioned that I thought was kind of interesting and kind of maybe a you know, light at the end of the tunnel and not a train but was the fact that he thinks that what we can do is take what they've created and fine tune it for, for our own benefit. And right. one of the things that Mike's doing is he's creating an LLM, a, 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 was it a learned language model? Mm-hmm. that includes all of the information that they've tried to censor from the internet because the way that these open AI systems work is they, they scour the internet and they take what's out there and they formulate their, their sentences and their thoughts based upon what they find. But if they can't find it, they don't know it, right? It's kind of like doctors in medical school, but these right. open AI systems don't know about the natural treatments for cancer or all these healthy things because there's been an active effort to censor a lot of this information off of the web. So what Mike's doing is creating a model that feeds all this into these AI systems so that they actually do know mm-hmm. about these, these different natural remedies and the, the things that have been censored. So he really believes that there's an opportunity for us to take what they've created and fine tune it for our own good. Very so cool. that's what I, I hope and pray will happen. I do. I do too. Um, the lost tumor story is interesting. You know, they successfully apparently removed a tumor from a guy and lost it. Now he's suing. Uh, but if, if I don't know, he, he was wanting it because he wanted to test it for more cancer so he'd get on more treatment. I think he was a little bit naive, perhaps, even though, as we acknowledge, there are surgical procedures that can be life-saving in certain circumstances. But I, I've, this yeah. is kind of a bizarre story because you lost my tumor. I'm suing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought of the uh, kindergarten cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You lost the tumor. It's a, it's a tumor. It's, it's not, not a tumor. We don't even have it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, it, the thing is, um, if they had found it and tested it and found it was cancerous, then this guy would have been all in on preventative chemo. So maybe this was one of those uh, times where the hospital losing something was a good thing. Yeah, maybe so. But yeah, I, I chuckled at the preventative chemo. Like, yeah, that's a great idea. That's a real great idea. But we've seen that over the years. It's nothing new. And again, yeah. Super D, that, that image, as you can see, created in Dahi. Wild. Now, the funniest story for me of all of them, at least visually, is number 12 on the list. A squirrel caught on film staging its own murder. How does this happen? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, these this, these homeowners were, were filming and uh, this little animated gift that I, I just created that from a video that's available on Twitter, I believe. But they were filming and they, they watched the squirrel come into their house, grab a broom drop it on himself and then lay out flat like the room and killed him. So it was the craziest thing. I've never seen anything like it, but the squirrel literally made, you know, maybe he's going to win an Oscar next year. Maybe the, maybe he'll be in a movie or something, but that's a, that's a pretty animated squirrel. He's a, he's a stand-up comedian uh, to replace Gallagher. Who's no longer with us, apparently with all the, the props that he uses. I, I was very impressed with that. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was one of the funniest ones for me. Mm. 
I, I don't like the finger in the salad story. I'm not big fans of the, those kinds of things. But was this for real? Yeah, it was. It was a real. I I I, I validated. There's there's several different uh, stories that covered this. But yeah, it was. I think it was. I think the name of the restaurant was actually Chopped. C H O P T. I think. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of ironic, but yeah, apparently the one of the workers had severed the finger when making the salad, and they couldn't find it, and apparently it, it was in the salad that, that this woman received. So, yeah, she's suing. Yeah, lovely. All right, Alabama mom, one in a million, delivering two babies from two, diff- two different uteruses in two days. Yeah, in a while. Yeah, I mean, two different uteruses. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's called uterine didelphus di- or something like that, where you actually she had two different uteruses that was were carrying the babies, and one was delivered one baby was delivered one day and one the next day. Wow, that's just bizarre, right? That definitely is. I'd not heard of that before. Uh, that's yeah, why I had, I had not either. I had not either. But it's pretty cool. We've got two different babies. Yep. Now, in the degradation of anything that you know in Congress or the Senate that they know right from wrong, uh, this one is. I remember seeing this in the news. It's like somebody filmed some really horrible things in the U.S. Senate. No decorum whatsoever. Yeah, it's like. What makes you think that's okay? It's 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 kind of like the the Hunter Biden thing where he's you know with hookers and snorting coke and all this and any it's not it's bad enough that he's doing it but he, he films it and keeps it and then leaves the computer at a repair shop. I mean, how, what makes you think that's a good idea? I and mean, it's the same thing with this. I mean, if you're a consenting adult and you want to do this weird kinky sex stuff do it in your own house but not in the senate and then film it it's like what makes you think this is a good idea yeah i I just don't have much more to say about it but it is a bizarre story along with uh the ukrainian dude zelensky president zelensky asked uh maria marina she's like a demonic artist if there ever was one evil satanic demonic artist and he asked her to be one of the ambassadors to help rebuild schools and stuff, stuff like that in Ukraine. So, yeah, let's take this weirdo, dark, devilish ghoul and let's put her in a position that has a lot of influence over kids. That's a real good idea. Uh, of course, you know, coming from the stand-up comedian Zelensky, I mean, he, what, what do you expect? Yeah, subjecting your own people for slaughter based on all of these lies and deceptions. Uh, Spain, I didn't know about this one. Spain legalized bestiality? Is that for real? Yep, yep. Yeah, I, yeah, we don't need to cover too no. many details about that. But yeah, it's like, I don't know whatever. what happened to Spain. I mean, Spain has some pretty places and nice people, but that's weird. Yeah. All right, man breaks into woman's house, stares at her for thirty minutes, and then takes her socks. <laughs> yeah, it was, this was caught on her camera, like the, the the security cam. He broke in, literally for thirty minutes, stared at her while she slept, and uh, and we tried on some socks and. And then he left and he didn't steal anything. And I think he looked at her shoes. Maybe he tried on some of her shoes. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I don't get that. What makes you think that's, I mean, is that fun? I don't get this. Well, you're risking a lot by breaking into someone's apartment. And what do you, do you steal their socks? I mean, that's, that's, uh, he's got some mental issues. There's a, yeah, dude, you, you've definitely meet the definition of bizarre with that one. Uh, this next one, you know, we talk about colon health here on the Robert Scott Bell show. Uh, but I've never heard of a, a fully intact fly found in a colon. Now, nope. 
if the guy, you know, they want us to all eat insects. This guy has no digestive processes at all. But if it entered through the back door, what the heck? I don't even want to know. Yeah, and that's that's the actual photo there. It was taken by one of the, the one of the doctors, um, or at least a snippet, a, a bit of one of the big photos that was taken. But yeah, it was a fully intact fly. Who knows? Who knows how it gets all the way in there fully intact? Mm. Bizarre. All right. Well, here's a story about someone who doesn't understand magnetism and MRIs. <laughs> yeah. Number, number four on this list of 23. It gets really weird here. Yep. Yep. She brought an MRI. She sneaked an MRI or a, a gun into an MRI machine. She had it in her back pocket. And, of course, the, the massive amounts of magnetic field, it caused the gun to discharge. She got shot in the butt. So, um, yeah, you know, note to self. That's why I ended it with note to self. Don't bring a handgun near a powerful magnet because it might go off. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, if they're going to have a new policy to, to kind of frisk the patients before they get them into the MRI machine. And I don't know what, what state was this in. It doesn't say. Uh, if uh, Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin. Okay, they're, they're very anti-gun in Wisconsin as far as I know, but it didn't stop this woman from bringing a gun into an MRI. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I remember covering this next story, number three on the list, the woolly mammoth meatball. Yeah. This is, this, really? I mean, how many of you eat elephant meatballs now? Why would you want to eat a woolly mammoth one? Yeah, they apparently these scientists in Australia, they created a meatball based from DNA of a woolly mammoth or what they believed was a woolly mammoth. So, yeah, I don't know. That's I didn't get a lot of details on it other than they cultivated a meatball from DNA from Woolly Mammoth, but that's weird. And again, it, it shows this, we have this premise that there's not enough food for the world and that we should eat insects and bugs instead of meat. But reality is it's so much healthier, cleaner, just to eat grass-fed beef or free-range chicken. I mean, just, we don't need to create schmeat. We have plenty. We have plenty. That's why God put them here. Right. Now, number two is what we call a comedic softball. <laughs> yeah. Secret Service. We can't figure out who left cocaine in the White House. Uh, anybody followed Hunter Biden's uh, patterns of behavior recently? Uh, yeah. That was one. I mean, as soon as it happened, everyone knew that it was Hunter. Or, it, I mean, who knows? It, it could have been one of his friends that he was partying with but I, the, the 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 white house records that i was able to see don't show any guests of hunters that day so but he was there and he's on film that day in the white house and if you remember the film of him he was all jittery and just twitchy which is what happens when you do cocaine mm -hmm. so i mean all the evidence was that it was him but of course they're not going to they won't discover who it was they'll they'll stay stumped because it doesn't fit the narrative that he was in the white house doing blow, but it yeah. was clearly, it was clearly Hunter. All right. And the number one bizarro story of 2023, at least it wasn't MMA, uh, you know, and they're talking about that having men who claim to be women entering MMA, they'll actually kill women in that case. But this oh. is the case of uh, uh so-called pageant beauty contest, whatever I look I know there are a wide variety of uh, thoughts on what is beautiful and what isn't, but a fat dude pretending to be a woman winning uh, one of the Miss America, you know, lead in pageants. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Again, th this was from the, the last month, I think, or maybe 
maybe from November of 2022. So it wasn't technically 2023, but mm -hmm. I didn't know about it last year in the article. And I had to include this because it's just the most bizarre thing. And it's becoming more common now. But because I, I think it was, uh, was it Denmark or Norway? They recently had a, a dude that won. But that dude actually looked more feminine than this. Yeah. Not that it's any, not that it's right, but it's like he might confuse you with the makeup. This one's like, there's the fat dude. Super Don, are we being like really bad, mean, and eating discriminatory and going, yeah, I don't know about this? It's, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it, it, yes, it's it's going to be offended. We'll be we'll be boycotted by uh, uh, you know media matters or something. But uh, I was just gonna say, I just saw a headline today that shows uh, what was it? It was uh, USA Boxing hmm. is now going to now allow transgendered uh, boxers yeah to compete. So male male boxers they're fighting gonna, they're gonna kill these women. They're this gonna freaking kill the female yeah. boxers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you know. You know, there's just no excuse for this. And, and you know, where are the people who are considered feminists in terms of the female variety? This is what you wanted? I know many that, that yeah. claim to be feminists that speak out against this. And, well, you think that was the baseline that they should. But I, who would be for this? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it's this. It's all I mean, about it's equity, Robert. It's equity. We have to have equity, right? Yeah. It's not fair. That genetic, genetically engineered equality. Well, the way I equality. the way I look at it is, look, okay, maybe initially they thought, oh well, we'll just treat everybody the same because you know, gender fluidity and etc. Uh, but we, it, it's been a like a, um, you know, it's been like a, a a science experiment here for the last few years, and what we've seen is that in all of these sports where you've got these biological males that are competing against these females. They're beating them all. They're winning. They're they're breaking records. They're winning all the medals. They're doing all this way. So it's really obvious, I think, at this point, if you just look at it, just in plain sight, yeah, that, that it's not fair. It's you anti woman. It, it's not a coincidence, you know, a, that, it, that this is happening. If you hate women, you love this. I'm just calling it like I see it in this case. This is anti woman. All right. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, and, and and I'm with you. Where are all of the the women that, are, that want to stand up for well this is why i mean you've got basically what riley Gaines. Mm -hmm. you know i mean yeah. she's the you know the the one that's the most vocal about it but yeah you don't see really any protesting going on yeah no no i i saw this thing recently i think it was on one of the telegram channels but it was the uh it was the u.s women's olympic soccer team went up against a male team from europe I think it was Drexham. I can't remember. Middle school age boys. No, it was it was a, a team of men. Okay. It was a team of men, but I mean, it was just a team. It wasn't like an Olympic team. It was just one of the teams that plays in Europe, and mm -hmm. they they beat they beat the women twelve nothing in soccer. That's like a hundred to nothing in baseball. I mean, right. you know, nobody scores twelve goals in soccer, but it wasn't even close. And. um and so I mean, women just are physically different. Mm -hmm. they, they're not as big, fast, strong as men. It's yeah. just we're made differently. And when you refuse to accept something that's blatantly obvious like that, then you get into these types of situations. I mean, you know, I'm 55. I'm stronger than any woman in my gym. And I'm, I'm an old dude. And it's just the way it is. So just just put on a pink tutu. And I'm, I think I'm thinking about identifying 
as a as a female, and I'm going to break all the over fifty records. Right there, there you, go. you go. Yeah, but it's just it's ridiculous when you refuse to admit that there are differences. Yeah, that's where you call uh, you know some level a wholesale in, in, intentional breakdown of what we call societal norms. I recognize that you know in freedom you can you know decide to live how you want to live, and as you point out. TMB. It's like if you want to do something in your own home and you're not harming anybody else, you got an adult. But that's one thing. But what you're doing is destroying the integrity of the species as we were created as men and women. And I'm not saying that there hasn't been uh, medical interventions that have created this problem as well, because there have been the reliance on xenoestrogens, whether they be from overuse and abuse of antibiotics plasticizers, pesticides, all of these things, much less vaccines coming from aborted fetal cell lines, male or female. How is that impacting the development of normal biological male or females that are born on this planet right now? Those are real issues that are causing what we call confusion in inordinate numbers of people that never had this before. And so, uh, you know, we can talk about these things as adults and go, yeah, there's a problem here, but then they're grooming these things emotionally mentally constructs in the school system this is why among many reasons i want they're Jonathan, trying to normalize it uh, yeah but yeah they're, 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 and it started with the yeah. i still i still have not been able to quite wrap my head around the drag queen story hour at the library i mean it's just mm-hmm. yeah really we need that so, what, what, what how did yeah. what, how, how did that become a thing i mean i just yeah you know, that made the most bizarro 2022 20, article 2022 wow. Yeah. yeah, that was in there. Well, that's yeah, not. It, you're right. The thing is, they're trying to normalize it, and if you question it, then you're somehow a hater. So, like, if with this with this fat dude winning Miss America, if I say, if you were to look at it and you didn't know it was a trans person, you're like, man, why that? Why that? Fat See, not man? only are you transphobic, but you're fat shaming too. Shaming. Yeah, well, whatever. They can they can tell me whatever. They've already canceled <laughs> me and censored me and whatever. They've already done all that. You know. <laughs> So, but if I looked at it without knowing that, I'd say, wow, a fat girl won? Why? Because there's a lot of prettier girls there. I wonder why the fat girl won. But now it's like, oh, no, it's a trans dude, and you're supposed to go. Oh, wait a minute. He's Asian. He's Asian, too, so that makes you bigoted as well. Well, Yeah, but you're supposed to go, oh, yeah, it's a trans person coming out. This is really good now. Remember what they call Asians who excel now? They're white adjacent. So, that remember Jonathan Emor brought that to our attention in Virginia. That's true. He's yeah. like, there be, you know how we call it white privilege is now. Well, what if you're Asian and you just work real hard and you achieve? Well, you're white adjacent. That's right. That's right. And I think didn't that have to do it was because of the border situation. And and there were Asians that were got, let's just saying, hey, you know, I mean, you know, that, that's not. And they were saying, oh, well, they basically lumped them in with with white supremacists. Right. Oh, yeah. Asians. Yeah. It's gotten yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it really has. But yeah, you're right. I, not, not only am I uh, trans transphobic now, I'm fat shaming too. So whatever. <laughs> yes. It used to be a life saving thing to say, hey, you know what? You carry all that weight. There could be some problems down the road. Uh, let me help you, and not with Ozempic, by the or way. Or you could win Miss America. Yeah, you know, or one way or the yeah. other. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah, just a, a quick plug for our good friend Jonathan E. Mord. It's uh, 2024. This is the year we put him in the United States Senate, Virginia. And for those of you who don't live in Virginia. We'll all be benefited by having Jonathan E. Mord in the U.S. Senate. His impact, his integrity, his constitutional knowledge. So please, please, please continue to support Jonathan E. Mord for VA.com. And uh, let's see significant, uh, let's say, increase in those that acknowledge the Constitution and realize it's a rule book and it's a limiting book on the behavior of government, not the people. 
And so uh, this is why we want Jonathan in there, our good friend who's uh, knows more about health freedom than most everybody combined and done a lot for it and decided he's got to run for the Senate because the uh, FDA won't even listen to the courts when the courts uh, slap the FDA down like the successful eight times he beat them in court. So just a, a big plug for our, our buddy E. Mord, who you've interviewed a number of times as well. Yeah, yeah. Go, go Jonathan, man. He's, he'd be awesome. I hope, yeah. I, hope, I hope he gets in. Terrific. So uh, we've got some more things to cover here. You have an article uh, just came out in the new year. Perfectly timed is your body on toxic overload Four signs. You need to detox. We started the detox dialogues here this year, and I think it's as good a time as any to remind folks about uh, the question. Do you know if you need to detox? The, an- the question is, are you breathing? If the answer is yes, then the answer is yes. You got to do something. You mentioned yeah. right to the heart of these things, four easy to spot issues that say you could use a little help. Your liver could be could be helped. Right. Uh, number one, brain fog. Number two, fatigue. Number three, body odor. Number four, chemical sensitivities. Body odor. Isn't that an interesting one? Yeah. A lot of times your uh, your detox pathways get clogged by chemicals and that causes you to stink, mm-hmm. stink differently. Um, and so, yeah, body odors certainly can be an indicator that you need to detox. You know, brain fog and fatigue are the two biggies. Yes. You can't remember. You're having a hard time. You know, can't keep a train of thought. You know, I'd say Biden definitely needs to detox based on that. <laughs> he probably needs a whole year detox. But yeah, yeah. anyway, brain fog's a big one. And then fatigue, you know, if you're, if you're, you're lethargic, you wake up in the morning, you're tired. Mm-hmm. It could be a sign that you need to detox. Well, and the the interesting one, number four, you put their chemical sensitivities. This is like some people are hypersensitive to these things. But even if you're not, there is no good reason to be sucking down PFOAs, for instance, even if you think you're not sensitive to them. They're impacting you at deep levels that you might not be aware of. And doctors might not recognize the symptoms associated with it and therefore treat you with more toxic poisons to make you worse off. So what we focus on, of course, is not just in the beginning of the year, but all the time. The baseline of any protocol for health and healing, much less prevention, is to support the elimination systems of the body. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you see in that chemical sensitivities in there is tobacco smoke. Y'all were talking about that earlier. That's the, you know, the chemicalized tobacco. It's not natural organic tobacco. It's, it's tobacco that's been uh, put, put through the different processes that cigarette companies put, the, put it through and all the additives and the chemicals, and that's what causes the toxic reaction sometimes. That's what can cause the cancers. Because if you look at the uh, American Indians that have been using tobacco for millennia, and um, the indigenous people, mm-hmm. but they don't, they, there weren't reported cases of lung cancer from smoking it. That happened when the tobacco companies industrialized the production and began adding chemicals to it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm telling you, this is a, a big part of the, the, the world moving forward as we, you know, didn't know this growing up. Kyle Bollinger, you didn't know it. I didn't know it. And no. when we do know it, our problem is we can't shut up. <laughs> we want to tell people. We're like, hey, warning. Did you know this? I didn't know this. This is pretty bad, but we can correct it. And therefore, you have a, a better life ahead. This is the point of why we do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you <clears throat> speaking of tobacco, you were you mentioned earlier also, we didn't know the truth about cannabis. I growing up, I remember, I think it was probably in high school, I wrote like a huge theme paper on the dangers of marijuana. Because I firmly believe and you know, based upon all the research that I could find at that time, which there was no Internet. So, you know, it's in the newspapers and books that have been written by people that have an agenda. So I, I literally believed it was the devil's, you know, the devil's weed. Um, and then now. 
you know, 40 years later, I know that it's not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, there's a process you got to go through and you got to understand that, that we're being lied to about just about everything. And uh, tobacco is one example and cannabis is another example. So, again, it goes back to our, our axiom that if the mainstream media says it, believe the opposite. Exactly. Two more things to mention. One I want to focus on in the time we have left, but uh, Florida State Surgeon General calls for a halt in the use of COVID-19 uh, injections, which is great. I, I, we've interviewed him a couple of times and his wife as well. Uh, Joe Latipo or Ladapo? Uh, we've got Ladipo. him on, I think, next week, don't we? Yeah, we've got him on next week, which yeah. is a great guy. I really appreciate him and his wife. And then uh, this one, I was going to ask you, TMB, before we wrap up here, Swiss Health uh, is reporting... 73% increase in cancer uh, treatment needs after the rollout of the COVID injections. 73% increase? That's not subtle. No, and, and that's uh, low compared to other statistics that I've seen. So that's, that's a huge increase, but it's smaller than other articles that I've read mm-hmm. as far as the incidence of cancer increasing since the COVID vaccines were rolled out. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we know we know we, and we wrote about this in 2020 before they would even rolled out the vaccines that we we began to read about some of the things that the FDA knew at that time. And one of the problems with the mRNA vaccines is that they turned off a cancer protective genes in your body. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, your natural immune system, it told it don't fight cancer is what the covid vaccines told your body. So there's no there's no wonder i mean it's not surprising that this has happened we wrote about it almost four years ago at the at the very first of the pandemic you know three and a half years ago we were mentioning the fact that the covid vaccines are going to cause ca- turbo cancers and they are well one of the things that uh you know as i talked to super don he can put on his skeptic hat and he does it better than anybody it's annoying um you know they will claim everything and anything but you know a connection between covid injections mrna technology as a causative agent here. But again, that keeps us in a state of victim consciousness, uh, a state of immaturity, et cetera. And they would love for us to, you know, ever acknowledge that what you do matters. It's only a random act or bad genes come to us, the doctors, the experts that haven't been red pilled yet. And we'll give you that chemo that you are deficient in. Well, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they don't want people. And, and, and one of the, really, I guess, positive ways to start off 2024 here is to realize that the Great Awakening has been happening for the last couple of years. And I think it's going to continue in 2024. They don't want you to know these things, but they can't stop us from knowing them because there's just too many people now. It's a, it's a tidal wave. It's interesting. You know, when I go up to the, to the gym, it seems like everybody knows. Everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not taking the vaccine again. I, I causing cancer. I got a friend that died from the vaccine. I mean, it's insane how awake people have become. Have, so, you met, have you met even one person in these last four years that says, darn, I wish I would have gotten one of those shots that didn't? I've The only regrets I've met are people that got them and wish they hadn't. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I haven't, haven't ever met anybody, anybody that said, I wish I would have got it. Right. That's just anecdotal. That doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> it, do, it, it doesn't, honestly. But it is interesting, isn't it, that yeah, you don't it. find anybody that, wants, that, that says, I wish I would Over all the people we know that somebody would have said, darn, I wish I would have gotten it. But I've not yeah. heard one person make that claim ever, ever. 
So uh, 2024 is upon us. It's great to reunion with you. It's weird to have to say reunion, but as sporadic as you've been dropping by, you know you're always welcome. We always have such such fun when you're around. So uh, I don't know what your plans are for the new year, but hope to see you a little bit here and there. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll have to do this again here in about eight or, eight or ten months, <laughs> or maybe shorter. <laughs> well, give my love to Charlene and the kids. We love yeah. them dearly and appreciate you, and it's so good to see you. And let, let, let them know we're, we're sending our hugs and uh, can't wait to see them sometime, if not before October when historically we've done the TTAC live events. But we're looking forward to seeing you before then, if possible. Yeah, sounds good. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call here at this moment. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you soon, man. And we'll be in touch. And I'll, I'll be back on too. Well, you tell them what they need to know before you take the phone call. The power to heal is yours. Dude, boogie boarding while we're waiting for the bonus round to commence. That was fun. There were some wipeouts there. Some serious wipeouts, yeah. Oh, that had to hurt. Have you seen some of the waves off of the west coast of America last week with whatever's going on? I have. Yeah. In fact, I saw some some uh, you know, people taking videos with their cameras on um all up and down the Southern California coast, and it was like little mini tsunamis going on. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. Yep. Jeez. Well, good show today. Second show of the new yeah. year. Enjoyed it. Brad was bringing it as always. Brad Zalos. And it's always fun to have a reunion with Ty Bollinger. Glad his eyeballs recovering. Uh, he's been through it and uh, covered some bizarre stories and uh, some other things of hopefully benefit to you in the new year here uh, from our de- detox dialogue to yours and our homeopathic hit of the day. How about that? Tobacco. Tobacco. Pretty cool. Yeah. So. What do we got going on here over on Rumble? Hello, Rumble. Got Shout out, Rumble people. 40 some odd people hanging out with us over on Rumble. And let's see what we got going on over here on Facebook. Valerie's there. Steve McCaffrey, who's always there. We appreciate You know, Steve is like, uh, yeah, you can always count. He's going to be there helping people out, dropping stuff in there links to stuff explanations of things and stuff he's, he's like he's like our uh i don't know what, what would we call him he'd be like a an honorary uh doorman or no <laughs> the doorman no uh, yeah or i don't know what would you say he's like the gatekeeper he's he's, he's also the historian historian yes right of the show for mm-hmm. sure um he's kind of like our own personal ai <laughs> right you know not nothing artificial about him you can, you can ask him anything and he's he's, he's got the answer uh, Lori's there. Hi, Lori. Chris. Baldy Jules Wilson. You know, I I, I want to know, but I don't know if uh, if you're still in the uh, chat room because it, it looks like a, it, it's is it a she? It looks like a she. Yeah. I, I always at the beginning of the of the show always jumps in with the with the cool pictures and the hearts and the the peace sign and the thanks. Um, Baldy though. The name Baldy is that like a nickname? Is that are you bald? I mean, I don't know. I it's like yeah, I've, it, I've just you've piqued Super Don's curiosity. I'm curious. I'm curious yeah. about the name Baldy Jules Wilson. We're glad you're here. If you want to share yes. that, you can do that. I Pamela. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. What's happening over on RobertScottBell.com? Uh, let's see what chat room is happening there. And you guys are all welcome. There's Diana. 
she says uh, the, the trans women thing we were talking about, she agrees uh, it's against natural women and unfair and anti-woman. And she says, I know the mother of a gay man that is for this baffling. I mean, okay. you know, it's the thing about people, uh, you know, being uh, gay. There wasn't a history of gay people arguing that they should compete against women in sports if there are men in the happen. No, it's gay. a gender. It's a gender issue. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I don't know. That, that's a weird crossover. Be like, well, gay. Well, yeah. you know, it's not about being gay. You know, I mean, there's you get you get a gay man uh, competing against a uh, straight man. That's that's fair because it's not about right. It's man, your your yeah. your uh, your your sexual orientation. Yeah, it's about the your physical ability to you know compete in in feats of strength and endurance and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I I don't understand. There's just just this weird um, thing going on where where to to people like you and me, uh, it, it seems pretty. Obvious. I mean, it's just—it's not rocket science, right? right? But you get into certain job. groups of people, and and suddenly it's just like they just don't understand. They, you know, they can't. Because I guess I—I I mean, trying, I struggle. Yeah. Because I actually I have situations here personally, uh, where I live, mm. um, with with people that identify differently and stuff like that, and so I I, I have to sometimes be, you know, uh, on top of my game here, right. you know, so that I'm not causing any any hurt feelings. But um, I I think what it is is that you know if you've got somebody who identifies a, a, a biological uh, male mm-hmm. who identifies as a female and genuinely feels I am a female, so so now that person. Um, then feels like they are in the same club, right? You know, as the women. And so therefore feels like they should be treated like one and have the rights and the privileges of one and stuff. So it's it's like I, I mean, I guess I understand it on from that in that context, mm-hmm. but it's still it's like you're living in fantasy land, you know, when you think it's like, oh, well, I because I feel like I'm a female, yeah. I no longer have the physical attributes and, 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 uh, you know, abilities mm-hmm. of a male. And that's not how it works. You know what? They'll, they'll, they'll come up with these excuses. Well, I've been taking estrogen for, you know, uh, six yeah, they- months. So therefore I'm now on the same. And it's no, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't no. work that way. So I don't know. It's a crazy world that we live in. Um, that, that is one of those things where it's, you know, as we've grown up in society, there's always been those certain topics that are just a no win situation. There's just no way that when you get into that debate, uh, that you're, there's going to be a winner and a loser. Yeah. It's just, there, there's no way that you can, you can, you can change somebody's mind most of the time in these types of topics. So to me, I just avoid it. You know, because it's hard for me to put like like complete sentences together trying to talk about it. Because well, it, if somebody's talking from their feelings and not their intellect, uh, there's not a lot you can do because they feel what they feel, yeah, and it, well, it defies logic at that point. So, but you know what? I mean, think about it. there are a lot of things in 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 society, in in life, that kind of fall into the category. It's kind of like when I try and talk to people about religion. Hmm. It's really, I mean, honestly. Um, I'm not making a comparison between transgender people and religion, but I'm talking about if you think about 
you know, trying to explain, right. Mm-hmm. You know, about the, 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 what's going to happen when you die? Well, this is what's going to happen. How do you know that? Well, I just do, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're not, you're not a, a you know, a, 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 a woman, you're a man. Well, but I feel like I am. I, I identify that I am. I believe that I am. So therefore I am right. What if you had, I mean, bleed, is that a fair analogy? A bleed through memory from a past life where you were. There you go. See, you can bring you can bring your own little uh, 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 flavor to the Just table there, right? Hey. The ointment there. How do you know there's reincarnation, yeah. right? So yeah. we have good discussions. Don't you agree? The Sunday conversations, though, they're really. Yeah. Yeah. I try to be respectful about them, and I, I'm encouraging others to do so. Even though, look, at any point in time, we could look at somebody's religious beliefs and go, "Man, that's biz-, you know that's bizarre," right? If you start breaking it down mentally. But if it fulfills you, if it helps you to live a better life and treat people nicer and be- I mean, it's like, why would it, why would anybody want to take somebody from that? That's what I don't get unless somebody's just angry because they feel deceived. And I know there are people that are like that and I, I get it too, but at the same time, give people the opportunity to believe what they want as long as they're harming no one in the process. And you know, if right. they are, then you got to address that. So uh, would so. you, you would, you would feel that way with, with anybody, even if it were somebody who is doing the, you know, the trans thing or something like that, that whatever to each their own. I don't care. Yeah, Do whatever you want. I agree with you. On I am that. a Liberty guy. I believe in your right to, when to, we get uh, into the sports issue though, yeah. that to me is a valid of the That's whole where you argument. Get into, uh, physical harm, really devastating physical harm that can happen. Right. And, and with the USA not, boxing decision that they've made recently, that to me is just, that's, that, that's asking for trouble. Yeah. How, how do you yeah. do that? You can't do weight class. I mean, Look, I we mean, need to get Layla Ali to talk about if she will on the show. I mean, look, <laughs> I, Layla Ali can knock me out. I don't dispute that. No. Right. But, the, you know, the point is, if she was going up against men, you know, as heavyweight division or whatever uh, for the women, that's a different category of strength, even for someone as strong as Layla Ali as a champion, as a woman. Right. So, uh, anyway, just thinking about those things as well and willing to talk about them here, even if they can be somewhat offensive not intending to offend. Speaking of offense, Jimmy Kimmel is offended by Aaron Rodgers pushing back on him. Did you see this story? You know, I saw the headline. Apparently mm-hmm. uh, there was a, an interview going on uh, with Aaron Rodgers on a, on a podcast. Yeah. Um, and and apparently, like I said, I, I didn't listen to it, so I can't speak definitively. But uh, mm-hmm. from what I understand, Aaron Rodgers uh, implied that when the the Epstein uh, list comes out, yeah. which apparently is supposed to happen today, it's been delayed, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting in itself. But um, Aaron Rodgers implied that perhaps Jimmy Kimmel might might be on that, yeah, list. On that list. Yeah, and Kimmel, uh, I, I did see the uh, his tweet. Yeah, uh, and he was pretty. About the situation, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Jimmy Kimmel because he's been a bully. I know, I know. You're right. Bully. He has. He Although attacked. you can be a bully, yeah. But you know, if somebody says, "Hey, you're," you, you, I, I think you're going to be on the the uh, Epstein list. Yeah, that's you know, it's not like well, one spe- equals the other. You speculation know, is or justifies that Aaron, the other. Yeah, speculation is that Aaron Rodgers may be you know pay, a little payback because. You know, Kimmel went Kimmel on Aaron Rodgers during the COVID uh, injection scam, right? Because Aaron Rodgers wouldn't take the shot. And, you know, everybody went after him that was pro or whatever. And Kimmel has gone after many of our friends for Mm -hmm. having not the fall in line and get the shot uh, consciousness. So that's why I'm not so sympathetic to Jimmy Kimmel in a situation like this. I don't know if he's on the list or not, but he's thin skinned. You know, he'll dish it out. But 
can't apparently take it. Now we'll see again what happens with this list thing. If he's, I don't know, but anyway, I I tend not to uh, uh, be a fan of Kimmel because of what he's done to to innocent people who were just suffering because they were injured from vaccines. And he has yeah. no compassion. No, you're for right. Them. You're yeah. you're 100 right. Yeah, I you know how how far how far are you are you willing to are you able to justify though right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you don't like his opinions and some of the stuff that he said, something like that. Yeah. If somebody, you know, uh, ran into him and and kicked his butt yeah. and beat him up, would you be like, oh, that's good. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, talking about physical harm here. Right. The ability well, to Well, yeah, but engage. think about it, though. Yeah. If if somebody implies that you are on the Epstein list, eh, that, that's yeah, kind of a... You're going to get upset. That could um, cause some issues for you, right? You know, as yeah. far as reputation and his buddy and Matt Damon like might be on it too. Who knows? Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't dropped yet, as far as I know. Yeah. I think if it had, it would just be I mean, Fox News would just be like yeah. that's all they'd be talking about. I'm sure that's what's gonna happen, but Right. You know, here's the question, you know, I and I don't know anything about this list. And I'm sorry, are we getting political? Uh I don't think it's maybe political. a little we bit. We're we a bonus time, one political but, party yet. Yeah, that's true. But um yeah, I mean it's not health related exactly, so it's it's whatever. I'm just curious because I don't know anything about what this list is supposed to be from or what it means. Do you, are, are you familiar with the details on this at all? Uh, I think it's like the who's is been on like the airplane and how many times going to Epstein Island. That's what I think. Is it that is. what it is? Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean that's pretty. Uh, the the, the it's, chatter it's, that I have heard. Yeah. Uh, has been mostly talking about Bill Clinton because apparently he's has he has like f- fifty references or something like that of, mm-hmm. of being on the plane or something, yeah. you know. And when you think about what it was that Epstein was involved in and what was going on there, mm-hmm. the more times that you're on the plane, the way worse it looks for you. I mean, it's like you're telling me you went on the plane fifty times and never did anything bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard, it's a stretch. Uh, Lori says it's been postponed until the 22nd now, apparently. I don't That's know. That's interesting. Now, what would be yeah. the reason for that? It's Today's the third. Everybody's got a lawyer up or PR up. Yeah, yeah. there's just somebody Somebody pulled some strings to make sure that uh, they had some time to get their ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, Steve McCaffrey. Steve, oh, by the way, did you see that he uh, he said earlier here when we were trying, I was trying to say whether he was the doorman. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I feel like a walmart <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh except as far as i know we got no product from china on this show so. that's true all right so what does he say here ha ha in today's bizarre world maybe we will see supreme court decisions on whether to allow certain individuals to be on the epstein list <laughs> who well would, who would the, want to be on the epstein list the court is just weird that would be yeah. strange if it were to do that but <clears throat> all right so anyway all right. That, that was a tangent. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's what we can do tangents. It's all right. All right. Well, what do we got going on tomorrow? Oh, good question. It's uh, I didn't know it was when I woke up. I was I had no idea it was Wednesday already. I know it feels like Tuesday, huh? It was weird because we started a day late with the with the holiday. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow. Um, we have Brian Fairchild after, uh, Jonathan Emort. So we got Emort and then, uh, Brian Fairchild, who former CIA case officer. That this is going to be an interesting interview, right? Yeah. Cause it so talks I'm, about, here's the things he could talk about. He can talk about espionage unveiled, China, China, sur- 
high tech spy yeah. tech. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool to talk about. The CIA in disarray. Yeah. Training covert missions, congressional confessions. So that is going to be a yeah. somewhat, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's our Thursday show. Sometimes yeah. it happens y'all. So yeah. be prepped for it. And Friday, the Patriot street fighter, Scott McKay joins us in hour one. And then what a great crescendo to the new year. The first week. That's right. Michael Bolden. Hour two to will be cook, cooking with Michael Bolden. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to have such a good time. Yes. And then, uh, let's see later in the month, uh, mom's birthday, the 29th planning to head to Atlanta to celebrate. Uh, for her 90th, and then right after that, San Antonio, the 2nd, 3rd of February for the Autism Health Conference, <clears throat> which I have got to finish my PowerPoint for. I promised uh, Tracy I'd get it real soon. Uh, the uh, CMEs that they got to get, they got to submit all the, the things, and I've got a good presentation lined up, but I just got to refine it in that PowerPoint. I wish AI could do that for me, but they don't know what I know. All right, then. So any other questions or comments coming in from Rumble or anywhere else? Here's a question I've got for you. Have you ever used, there's a service online Mm -hmm. uh, called Thrive Market. Are you familiar with this? I've heard of it, yeah. You've heard of it. You've never used it, though? I don't think so. We've used, um, what's uh, what's that service where they they ship in a lot of organic stuff? Uh, You you go to a truck because it's like a truck, a semi they fill, and everybody goes there to pick the stuff up. Oh, Uh, Azure Standard. Okay, all right. Yeah. Because if you've not done that, Super Don, there's some good ways to get good organic stuff in bulk. Uh, sh- they ship to a central location, and a lot of people in your area just meet the truck, and it saves a lot of money on shipping and all that stuff. I don't know so, if they would do that here, though. I don't know if we're big enough here. You know, you'd be surprised the places they do go. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah I was just curious. Sure. As, as I'm navigating things here, I'm trying to figure out how can I get a hold of stuff that I want that I can't find locally. And I, I'd heard of Thrive Market, and I think they do something, you know, they ship it, they ship stuff out. So I was just curious whether you'd use that or if anybody else who is, is watching or listening has used them before, because I'm just curious if they're any good. Because the, the website, when I went over to it, they want you to, like, subscribe before you can shop. I'm like, no, I want to see what you got first, you know. Mm-hmm. That kind of turned me off a little bit. But where can you order organic stuff online? That's what I'm looking for. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, but I'll, like I said, I'll, I'm going to check out the Azure standard as well. You can message my wife. She knows stuff like that too, better than I do. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. You're, you're, you just eat the food. She's the one that does all the buying of the food. Right. Well, I'll grow it too. You are but, such yeah. a diva. I am a diva. I, it took you I this long you. to figure it out. I'm alive because of her. <laughs> you're like, like that movie. There was a movie. I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was set. It was a really cool movie. It was set back like in the, in the fifties mm-hmm. and everything was in black and white. And, um, through uh, later on in the movie, there was like this person and I can't remember they did the details, but it's like, they started like discovering, they kind of, kind of were breaking out of the mold of the, you know, the, the, the man is, is the guy in charge and the woman is the one that cleans and does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and this lady, you know, she started kind of breaking out from that and trying to be, you know, selfish. And as she yeah. was doing this, things started to show up in color um, as she was d- doing. Oh things. yeah. Uh, uh, Pleasantville. Is, is that what it was? Yeah. Pleasantville. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, there's Toby a f- McGuire was in it. 
there's this funny scene, maybe, I don't know, uh, but, uh, oh, I think so, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but there's this funny scene where it's like the the husband, it was just a routine. He would walk in the door from work, he'd shut the door, he'd put his that hat on. William thing. H. Macy's character. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he's like, uh, honey, I'm home. And and every time you do that, the wife would be there and she had made dinner, you know, for him. He could sit down and eat his dinner and stuff like that. Well, as she became more independent and broke out of that thing, suddenly she wasn't home. And so he walked in the door and he hung up his hat. He said, honey, I'm home. And there's no sound or like that. Nothing. I'm home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's walking around and he didn't know what to do. He couldn't eat dinner. He was, he was hungry. He didn't know what to do because it was just, he walked in the door and there was dinner. You mm-hmm. know, it was, the, it was the, the routine. So I know it's not that bad. But so your, that's not what you do. But, but no. In fact, I made dinner last night. Thanks, we had uh, we had uh, man. I'm eating so many vegetables now. I'm not so used. I'm not used to this. Right. We had organic Brussels sprouts. Mm, nice. Uh, and and I, I put broccoli uh, in it as well. A mm-hmm. little bit of olive oil. Tossed it with some sea salt. You're like the Iron Chef. On and and uh, well, it was those meal kits that I got. I learned a lot of stuff from 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 doing those. But anyway, mm-hmm. had that and then um, didn't want to have chicken again. Uh, and so we had some organic andouille sausage. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, whatever. I'm figuring out as I go here. But Steve, Steve has an option for you. He just dropped into the chat. Z Natural Foods he puts up there. Okay. Bulk organic check it type out. food products. I will check There's it out. A lot of options. But yeah, check them out. Thanks for sharing with Super Don as he's on a new agenda in 2024. Meet the new Super Don, not the uh, same as the old Super Don. No, the the better bird. He's even better, if that could be possible. Yeah, you know, I also put in a big order with uh, ChooseToBeHealthy.com too. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, we had uh, Jonathan on our Zoom AMA. If you want to be part of our Patreon support crowd, thank you for that, and also sign up for our newsletter for free by texting RSB to six six eight six six double six eight six six. And that'll get you prompted to enter your email address and be part of the newsletter. And as well, step it up if you want. There's all kinds of bonus stuff, including now the Detox Dialogues, in addition to the homeopathic hits in video format for our patrons long after the show is gone. But everybody gets for free the PDF downloads. That's just our gift to you. Say thanks. And please share the show if you don't mind. It must be that time. It's that time, yeah. <laughs> we did it. Another great show. Thank you to Brad Zollis. Thank you to Ty Bollinger. Thank you to all of you for being here. Look forward to going and rekindling the sacred fire of liberty tomorrow with Jonathan E. Mord. And um, if you got questions or comments, submit them at robertscatbell.com. And we'll look forward to uh, more broadcast healing. Yeah, a little bit more political on Thursdays, but those of you who want to avoid it, you do. For those that you engage, engage and ingratiated by the integrity of Jonathan E. Mord, you'll enjoy that too. Uh, so that's what's coming up. So thanks for being here, y'all. And uh, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow, less than 22 hours from now.